So you know my new game? Yeah. My game I'm making? Yeah, I just watched some of it. It looks amazing. Yeah, so if you haven't, yeah, anyone who's talked to me for the last, like, you know, Forever. couple of weeks, yeah. yeah, it it will know that um, I'm making my own video game. From scratch, a horror, gory one. Yeah. Um, it's called End of Ember. I don't know if I said that. Oh, no, I didn't know that it had a name yet. Yeah, you saw it. Well, I did see it there, but for the purpose of the recording, I did uh, not know that it had a name. Um, and uh, I've got a whole bunch of, like, programmer friends who make real real games for a yep, living. And, like, one of them, well, I hung out with me the other day, and one of them said, hey, why don't you bring your, your game around? And I was like, okay. It's <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. these guys are professionals and, yeah. And I took it there and uh, they were impressed. Excellent. They were As like, they should be. It looks great. They were, wow, you've only been, you know, they were like, you've only been working on this since, you know, since that day you contacted me about it. I'm like, yeah. He goes, man, this is, they were, they were impressed. So but I'm, they I'm, also know you. So they know that with your ADHD, that yeah. is literally all well, you no, do. No, they haven't known me that long. I've only oh, known okay. them for probably the last like four or five months. So sure. I know one of them really well. And I've come into this group of programmers yeah. as this dude who doesn't program. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then like come in and go, here's my game. <laughs> but I was shit scared. But they were really impressed, which has given me a lot more confidence. And um, yeah, yeah it's, it's coming along. Oh, I, I love to hear it. Yeah, because I, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, busyness and whatnot. But we just sat down. I watched you play it. it. It just looks so good. It's getting better and better every time I see it. It's getting gorier and gorier. It's getting gorier. That was gory. the thing I think they were most impressed with that I somehow created this gore engine in 2D. Yep. It's not an engine. It's a system um, where it's got like layers of like flesh that are like, you know, once 70% of a layer gets blown off, it starts to reveal the next, it starts to take chip away at the one underneath. So all my characters and enemies have like, you have to draw them three times in three different stages of like, you know, gore. Yep. I definitely want to see uh, the engine. So when, because you've got like some wasps hmm. there as well, I'd love to see them start to like like people getting stung, just like eyes bulging and faces. That's really hard. Yeah, I yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, it's a two game. It's a completely two D game. Look, that's so. me as someone who has no talent. I had thought about stuff like that, but um, <laughs> my system actually stuffs it up. Yeah, but it'll all work it out. Doesn't no, matter. like it looks amazing, and I, I. I'd like to. We should definitely show it off uh, on on our socials if we've got. Maybe a I don't know if anyone's or... interested. <laughs> Whatever, everyone's interested. So next week, next Friday is the Bonfire Club. This Friday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. This Friday coming up, Bonfire Club at the Palace Nova Cinema in the city. Mm-hmm. Friday, mm-hmm. the look at the date here. It's the twenty sixth. Yep. Killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. So if um, you live in Adelaide and you like a bit of horror and. So if you don't know what Bonfire Club is, we talk about it all the time. It's the Adelaide-based um, uh, horror monthly movie night. Mm-hmm. Um, started with Evil Dead, then went into um, 28 Days Later. Now they're doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and they've just announced the next lineup, which is... Uh, Suspiria. Suspiria, The Thing, and The Reanimator. Yep, except I think The Thing and Reanimator are switched oh. around, but... Oh, it's in the time. Suspiria, Reanimator, and then The Thing. So, so three good. crackers. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, we're going to be at them. So if you if you are a listener and you come down, you can see us. I think we've got a stall at yes. them. Yes, I uh, I have organised. So we will have uh, shirts. We'll have uh, whatever crewnecks we've got left over. I've also got some Killer Clowns pop vinyls coming. Look, I would like to have had something that was not popped, but that was all that's currently available. I also have, like, this six-foot prop of the fairy floss kind of tomb that they're 
the the people are put in. So yeah. um, even if no one buys it, because it will be available for sale, even if no one buys it, you can... Are you going to bring some other knickknacks in? Yeah, maybe. So, so the Cherovision store will be up. So Maybe. We'll see. If you didn't make it to the Comic and Toy Fair, you can come see us there and yes. buy some merch off of us. Yeah, I'd li- I like money. Yeah, our T-shirts, we'll have stuff. It'd be great. Yeah. And, and then you can watch a film. Yeah. And it's oh, well, that's my and support. it's cheap as well. The tickets are only like... It's like 16 bucks. 16 bucks. 16, what, and they have like fancy cocktails on the night for those of you who can drink alcohol. Sometimes. Yeah, they've definitely got... They've got. They've been advertising a new fancy cocktail. I don't pay attention because I can't drink it, so whatever. Yeah, and the, and, uh, the Palace Nova, what makes it good as well, you, you can have beers and you're allowed to take your beers into the cinema. Mm-hmm. So if, mm-hmm. you can't bring your own, but you can buy beers from the bar. Yeah. Anyhow, this is Terrorvision. Welcome yeah. to Terrorvision episode 133. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on our Midnight Meat Train of Madness is my co-host over on the other side of the table, Jennifer the Gen- Dream Warrior Strand. Yep. Nearly couldn't <laughs> say your name. That's fine. Uh, this is a spoiler cast episode where we go through, uh, we watch a film, me and Jen, and then we go through it step, scene by scene. So by the end of it, like it's like you've watched it. It's going to yep. be wicked. It's a deep dive into glorious gore. Hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs and compound fractures. Uh, together we are two people with a love of horror and we fill the burn of our obsolete blockbuster membership cards. And we have a rating system. So, you know, you're not, like at the end, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you might not understand what we say, but you have one letter that represents everything we've talked about. Yeah. A definitely. letter rating system. <coughs> a which letter is. rating. All right. So we have A is awesome. Everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie where high fives thrive. F is fun and dumb trash pile. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U, underrated. O, an overrated motherfucker. G is good for its time but has not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, a D-grade movie only I would like. We've got the D, Dan special, a movie with lots of practical effects, dismemberment and, of course, dicks. We've also got the W, whatever, waste of my time. The Kesha, a low-budget hot mess. The C-, minus craft is stellar but I hate the content. And, of course, we have... The McConaughey, which is the fucking fucked. We watched it. You don't have to. Mm, and this week we watched, from my recommendation, because I hadn't seen it, Phantasm mm-hmm. from 1979. Yes. Uh, so this is directed by Dan Cos- Coscarelli, um, also written by Dan as well. Starring Michael Baldwin, Bill Thornbury, Reggie Bannister and Kathy Lester. Now, this movie had a budget of about $300,000. And box office return was twenty two million. Wonder why this film was so popular. I guess of the t- it, it it was just of the time. It was like leading so, so- up to that that time where horror was starting to like really amp up, and then we hit the the eighty slasher boom. So I guess it's kind of the Hor- precursor to that. So what else came out in nineteen seventy nine? Well, that's a very good question. Alien. Oh, Amityville Horror. Yep. Prophecy. I don't think I've ever seen Prophecy. It's uh, on my list. Yeah, Phantom. I'm just going to think about what it was up against to be like having so much. Oh, zombie flesh eaters. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. The Driller Killer. Yes. When a like, stranger calls. So these are the movies that was kind of up against. You know what? It wasn't a very good year for horror. No. Maybe that's why. Well, it's like I say, it's like. I Except for Alien. Yeah. Well, of, of course. Obs. Um, it, it was that transition from 70s horror into the 80s slasher boom. So it probably just... Like Amateurville yeah. and Alien are the kind of the, the ones I'm looking here at a list is the only ones that have kind of survived. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Yeah, everything else is considered to be either obsolete or... Just like a one-off kind cult of... Cult classics now. So, like, yeah, Tourist Trap is cult classic. And, um, I mean, there's a film on there called Crocodiles, which I now need to track down. There's The Great Alligator. <sighs> Ooh, I need the... to add some stuff to my watch list. <laughs> I need some more time for my watch list. Anyhow, so... All right. If this doesn't scare you, you're already dead. <laughs> what? I feel that there was a tagline very similar... Like, if this doesn't scare you, your skin's on too tight or something. I don't know. <laughs> a young boy and his friends face off against a mysterious grave rubber known only as the tall man who keeps a mysterious arsenal of terrible weapons with him. You know what? That is not what this <laughs> film is about. There yep. is at no point really, like, they don't ever use the term grave robber. And I never thought of him as a grave robber. He's an undertaker who has a funeral home. That's not grave robbing. I mean... Because I, I don't look. think he buries them. Well, no. You can't rob it if it's not in the ground. You can't rob right? it if it never gets there. You can't <laughs> rob it if it's not like... <laughs> Anyhow. Bang. This film opens with an opening screen. Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Written in capital letters. Red. Mm-hmm. To this like... Foghorn music, I called it. You know, yeah. that like... I love it. I love the soundtrack for this. I'm like, why is this not in my collection? Yeah, this soundtrack was good. Yeah. Um, no credits. Nope, straight into it. Straight into it. So you get this bang, like kind of like Cabin in the Woods bang on screen. Yeah. Red. And I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then no credits. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. And then we get a shot of a graveyard at night. Yep. There's a, there's a couple... Uh, they're making out their... Uh, yeah. So this the, is fucking weird. This has a graveyard, two people in the middle of the night. They're getting sexy. They're laying just on the graph next to a, a, a grave, getting... Just kind of wiggling. There's just like, kind of like... They've both got clothes on. Yeah. And they get, they get, they're getting it on kind of thing. And I just wrote in my notes, get a room. Well, like, they've why? got a cemetery. Like, why would they need a room? Why would you be in the cemetery? Right? You are clearly old enough to be in a house. Yeah, yeah. These, these aren't young people. These are no. like bearded men yeah. uh, and a lady kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It's very t- 70s. She's got the, the, the Farrah Fawcett kind of hair and she's got the heavy blue eyeshadow. The blue eyeshadow. Yeah. And they're getting it on and they're having sex. But, like, they've still got their clothes. But they're not having sex. But... Well, the dude is very inconsistent because there's a lot of moaning and groaning, but the shot you get of them is just literally like them on top of each other with their legs moving slightly. There is no angle for any kind of penetration. And they finish. But yeah. (laughs) They finish whatever they were doing, and he's like, wow. And then we get a boob shot of her. She she gets her boobs out. I'm like, but you're finished. Well, wouldn't you get your boobs out before you? That's like, what I mean. Like you, you so know. she gets up, she gets her, but she sits up, she's on top, and she, this lady, I called her the evil lady. Mm-hmm. She fucking pulls out a dagger from nowhere and and fucking stonks this guy in the uh, in the guts, and then for Dead. a cup for a couple of it shows her face looking all like, mm, and for a couple of frames she turns like it just flickers between her and an old man. Yeah, and I'm like. Okay, so no explanation. No, that's fine because we cut to. But it's like it's not like they superimpose the old man in there. It's just a shot of this yes. guy back to her, like a couple of frames. And I'm like, okay, cool. We cut. We cut to the next day. It's yep. daytime. 
So we're back at Morningside. This is the, that's, the, the same house, the same cemetery. It is basic. It, it's a cemetery. It's got a funeral home. It's called Morningside Cemetery. Yeah. 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 We've got one of those like stereotypical, you know, archway, you know, the uh, the stone walls with the metal archway with Morningside Cemetery written across the arch kind of thing. Yep. And we see a absolutely fucking huge mansion on these grounds of this cemetery. It's which, a nice house. Which we can only uh, uh, assume is a mortuary. Yeah. Which we can only assume that is like a found uh, location that they got to use, which it, by the end of the movie, I think, I think they got this location and wrote a film around it. Yeah. Someone was just like riding past on their bike one day and like, damn, Holy that's a really shit. good house. Look at we that. We could make a movie about that. Because it's clearly not an actual... Uh, cemetery. No. We, this is a ground. So if you can imagine a cemetery, which is basically manicured to the point of a golf course, and there's just these graves just randomly put around, like, as in, like, they're foam graves they look like. Yeah. This is not a real cemetery. No. Uh, so two guys meet up, um, Jody and Reg. Yeah, they just walk in. We've got, a, we've got a shot of the house, and they just walk <laughs> in from each side of the shot and start talking to each other. Yeah. Jody and Reg. Jody's young. He's like the David Hasselhoff. Well, no. Okay. So well, he's not. I. I didn't know how young he was. My whole fucking. The whole note taking process of this for me. Did you write teen? I like I kept calling the the Hasselhoff guy Reggie because that's. No, Reggie's the guy. Reggie's the guy with the long hair because I could have sworn. So Re- they got the they got the names wrong, but it's no, no, Jody is kind of he he would be his, uh, mid twenty seven. Yeah, he's he's got his blonde locks. He kind of looks like yeah, like a young Hasselhoff kind of bit of a sex symbol. Yeah, he he wears like a ja- a cool jacket and stuff like that. Reg, on the other hand, is short and balding, and the hair he does have he's got in a ponytail at Ooh. the back. He is also Reg's the local ice cream man. Yeah, why not? So these are the two characters. I think they're brothers. No, they're just friends. Are you sure? Because yes. they said like, oh, what hell of a way like to end a trio. Yeah, because so they were there for the funeral for Tommy, who was the guy that was boning the girl who At got the start. killed. Yeah. So they're like bros for life kind of. Oh, I thought they deal. were brothers. I thought it was like I thought everyone was related in this film. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could have been. Who yeah. Knows? It's a small, it's um, a small town. Yeah, that's right. So they basically explained that Tommy had killed himself, and. That's why they were there at the funeral. Yeah, like, and I'm like, it's a sad whoa, 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 back, back. Tommy committed suicide by stabbing himself in the stomach multiple times. Yep, that's that's how it's done. Yeah, so they, it's it's set in a time when yeah. Ah, oh, look, he's been stabbed in the stomach. Must have killed himself. <laughs> that's like me coming in with like a bullet hole in my back. I'm like, oh, he must have shot himself in the back. Yeah, killed himself. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, we we let that go. Yeah. So Reg heads off because he. They wants also to go mentioned meet like, oh, we, it, I didn't bring Michael because Michael can't handle this kind of stuff since our parents died. Yep. So, my obviously Jody Jody said this. So Jody's got a younger brother named Michael who he didn't bring to the funeral because yep. their parents have died and they've got trauma. I think I wrote here. Jody is like, if you can imagine it, he looks like a camp counselor. Yeah. Like, if you were going to, like, think of Friday the 13th and a camp, camp counsellor man, he looks like that with that kind of longish, not long hair, but it's kind of that, yeah. like... It's that very 70s. 70s it's look, kind of like... Wavy. And, it's got fringe and... Yeah. Yeah, he's just the young... He's, he's, he's got a mousy brown hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It's great. Um, so he he heads off, and uh, we get this this next scene is some some kid riding a dirt bike through the cemetery. He's just he's having a you know he's me 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 bike conks out, and then he kind of he's like okay get it started again, but then he realizes that there's something in the cemetery. We and get a couple. Why of, would you be riding a dirt bike? Through that to it? me just feels. Very inappropriate. There are so many scenes in this film that don't make sense. Oh, my God, yes. It's so good. So, yeah, it just cuts to this kid, like, riding his dirt bike through a fucking cemetery. Yep. So, he notices there's a couple of things, like, running behind gravestones, so there's something else there with him. We don't see what it is. Yeah, we get this, like, kind of of munchies vibe. Remember munchies? (laughs) We get this, like, you know, he just stops. He's he's, he's tinkering with his bike and he just little... And yeah. then, yeah, he looks and you see this just a quick shot of something yeah. moving behind a, like, it, we've missed it. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly, like, not an animal because no. it's, like, upright but and small. So you got this, like, and I, because I had no idea what this film's about. I came into this film knowing only one thing, the, 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 the round balls. Yeah. The silver balls that are in this film. And I've always been interested in them and they look interesting. And so I was like, what the fuck is that? Why is that in this film? It's the daytime. And, uh, all right, sure. cool. And then we can also cut to Jody. Um, he wa- he's now in the funeral home, or the uh, or the morgue, or whatever. So no. he's now in a mausoleum. Mausoleum. That's in the funeral home as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a mausoleum is where you so keep like, the, like the drawers a... of the bodies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the tombs where you lay your family to rest, kind of deal. Like yeah, this and is, this part... is a. a... It, it's very unconventional that, that a mausoleum would be part of the fun- funeral parlor. It just yeah, it seems a little weird. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a like, slightly different location in the cemetery, not at the house. Yeah, but he was going towards the. I don't no, know. it's in the house. It's definitely in the house because they go into the house yeah. and they go through. And this house, I reckon this is why they use it. I, I'm I'm assume this is the interior of the actual house. It is completely white marble mm-hmm. with like black flecks running through it. So white and black marble. Every wall is white and black marble. All the pillars are white and black marble. The ground is white. Yeah. The ceiling is white. Yeah. All the morgue drawers or the mortuaries are white marble. And I'm like, what fucking location is I'm this? I'm like, who's cleaning that? Is it real? I was like, is that a real place or is that just like a weird fake marble? No, because they wouldn't have done that. No. It might be a real place. Once again, I think this is I think this is the actual interior of that house and since they've found this location and they're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, this is great. This is perfect. This is what we want. Yeah, it's 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 weird. And but we are getting some really cool shots because this yes. place is symmetrical. Uh, this film does have a cool like their DOP was rad. Like they do they do a lot of cool, interesting arty Yeah, they thing. really do. It's a pity how much this movie is brought down by Number one, the quality of the audio of the dialogue is terrible in this film. Yes. You can hear like a when people talk. And to the acting. Like that that opening scene of them talking is so badly done. Yeah. Like it's just a still shot of them facing each other going, yeah, I can't believe he died. Oh. Oh, no, he died. Yeah, it's real like that. Mm. Okay, bye. And uh, Jody, as he's walking around this morgue mortuary fucking mausoleum place, he hears the same noises. He's mm-hmm. and he's looking around. He's like, "What's that?" But like, everyone's kind of a bit like, "I guess it was just a thing that makes that noise and gives up." And he continues to walk around. Yep. 
Um, so basically he's walking around this, this mausoleum and we get this deep voice being like, the funeral's about to begin, sir. And the tall man who was in the flash of the blonde woman killing Tommy drops his hand on Jody's shoulder and scares the absolute shit out of him. So we're the, the tall man, this, this character, he is obviously tall. He is old in real life. He's an old gigantic man. He's very big. He's like balding. Mm-hmm. But he's got long hair coming down the sides, kind of a la... Um, it, it's very, like, 93 Frasier. <laughs> 93 Frasier. With, without the curls. I was going to say, um, is his name TikTok from Rocky Horror Picture Show? No, Riff Raff. Riff Raff. <laughs> Fucking TikTok. Yeah, R- yeah, that's, yeah he's very Riff Raff. Riff but he's got this, like, kind of Judge Dread mouth. It's mm-hmm. always, like, mm. Yeah. And he's huge, and he's in a suit. And it, it, this character is probably the best cast like yes. oh my god of this yeah. dude ever this dude is like and i'd seen this guy before he's yeah. on he's, he's and i he's assume iconic. he's in all of them he's like he is like the robert england of this franchise yes yeah i think he i think he's in all of the films up until his death basically so um because this is also a pretty big franchise and we get cuz Chody also we were mentioning he stopped at pearson's Great, like, like his mortuary yeah, thing. Yeah, so he stopped at his parents' grave. Pe- pe- yeah. I wrote, oh, that must have been the guy that died. I didn't realise his name was Pearson. Yeah. They don't get any of that. Why would they tell us that? So, yeah, Jody stops at his parents' grave, which is in this mausoleum, which is in the like, thing, so anyone can just go visit it. It's mm-hmm. weird. Um, and just goes like, ah, this is shit. Yep. So back outside, uh, Mike, who is the young dirt bike kid. Uh, he, Michael. Michael. Yeah. Which he is at this day. We didn't. Uh, he's dressed in triple denim. Oh, he's got the Canadian tuxedo. He, my he friend. has. He's in denim jeans, a denim jacket, and a denim shirt at this stage on his motorbike. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. he said, uh, we, we said this out of order. This is where the motorbike conks out. Yeah. The motorbike conks out. You see some movement and um, thing. That's fine. So he basically. Now that his bike's not working, um, he starts spying. He's got binoculars with him, and he starts spying through the hedges and watches as uh, all of these people, including his brother, pull out the coffin from the hearse. Yeah, so the funeral is an outdoor funeral. Yeah, I don't know why the coffin would be in a hearse because they're at the funeral home. I guess they had. Well, they had to drive it down to where they were going to bury him, right? Maybe you're right, yeah. Because yeah, otherwise like, that's walking the, too far with a coffin. That shit's heavy. That is true. But it is, well, number one, none of this stuff is explained. No. So this kid has just come on to, into it. We don't know this is Michael. No. So this kid rides on, onto the grounds on a motorbike, motorbike conks out, just gets out binoculars, hides under a tree, and starts watching a funeral from a distance with binoculars. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, this is where this film really flattens out. It, it just goes like, oh, you just have to assume that that's that yeah. person. Like the, like, the guy coming before to the grave that said Pearson, I didn't know that was his parents. I thought that was the grave of the guy that died. Yeah. That, that they're well, at the funeral it, it could have very Because well it doesn't make any sense. You don't know why there's all these, like, drawers. So there's a lot of, maybe it's because I haven't been to many funeral homes. I did watch Six Feet Under. So. <laughs> I yep. assume I know something. Um, anyhow, whilst kind of like, and there's still kind of like animal noises where you're going, the kid's looking around every now and then away from his binoculars and stuff like that. And we see uh, Jody and Reggie and about four other dudes get this coffin out of uh, the back of the hearse 
and carry it very awkwardly because it looks fucking heavy. It's a giant heavy. mahogany fucking... <laughs> <laughs> rich mahogany. I, if anything's wood, have you noticed I just call it mahogany? Yeah, that's fine. Like every bit of wood I it's ever mentioned mahogany. is mahogany. <laughs> um, they get the giant mahogany coffin out and they like... Ooh, and they take it down to the thing whilst this kid is just spying on them. And I'm like, who cares? Why would a kid spy on... Yeah. Like, I didn't even piece together that this was Michael, the yeah. kid that they didn't want to bring to the funeral, because I didn't know how old Michael is. No, he looks like Jan Brady, is not Jan Brady. Well, who's the middle Brady? No, it is Jan. No. I don't know. Yeah, Jan. Bra- Jan Brady. He looks like Jan Brady. <laughs> yeah. Weirds me out. So the funeral basically just ends. Yep. And Mike is still in the bushes watching, but he watches now as the tall man. Because everyone's left now. Yep. Instantly, the head just... This is seriously, they just disappeared. Yeah, just, they're gone. It's like, it's like you see him carrying out the coffin. It cuts back to the kid looking through the binoculars. He hears a sound, like, you know, one of those, like, animal sounds. Looks around, goes back to looking in the binoculars, and the, the funeral's over. That's how quick funerals are. <laughs> I wish. Um, but he watches as the tall man walks up to the coffin and he basically, he bends down, he picks it up single-handedly like it's nothing. Like it's the foam like it's that it is. not made out of mahogany. And it's the foam that it is. <laughs> and he uh, just puts it back in the hearse. That's it. Um, so then we cut back to, we cut to Mike. He's now walking down a street and he enter, He walks up a driveway and then, um, you know, he walks up to this house. This house is very overgrown. It looks a bit, little bit disheveled. Um, he knocks on the door and he is immediately greeted by a girl. We don't know who this girl is, but he asks to speak to My God, the grandmother. This, this girl, like, is she the girl in it later when they go to the antique store? No. Which would have made a bit a bit of sense. So this girl answers, this young girl answers, yeah, the door. She has a, a star tattooed under her uh, her right hand eye. Yeah. She's young. She looks like... She looked like a girl that would have been hanging out with the Mar- yes. Man- Manson. What one hundred percent? Like 100%. What, what were they called? Yeah, you know, like straight blonde hair, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. Yeah. And he's like, the girl answers the door, and she's like, "Oh, hi, Michael. This is the first time you hear his name. His name. This is Michael." And you're like, "Oh, that's the kid <laughs> that they were talking about at the start." And Michael's like, "Is your grandma home?" And she goes, "Yeah, come through this way." And I'm like, "Okay." Kids going to visit some grandma. That makes sense. someone else's grandma. Yep. So we are led into a room. It's dark. It's there's candles it's, everywhere. It's fucking heaps of candles. It's it is basically you know she is this this grandmother who is in a wheelchair. She is dressed completely in black. She's full a, black like, glasses. I, she's like the uh, I don't know if it's a, a racial term I can use anymore. It's like she's a gypsy. We're not allowed to use gypsy. What, what but you, she'd be a medium. A like medium. She's a spiritual medium, basically. But at the time, they made her up to look like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, he's like, she, so she, she, roll, she rolls speak. her over. She doesn't roll. No, she speaks telepathically through the girl. Yeah, and she, the grandma, has a tattoo star on a star of a tattoo in her forehead, in like where like the bindi oh, spot. See, I thought that was like a bullet. It looked like a bullet hole. No, that was like her. So yeah. well, the girl's got it under her eye. So they're yeah. like, they're linked. Oh, somehow. So yeah, the, the grandma just sits there and says nothing and stares. And you get, you get that vibe. And I like that vibe. Like the old, like there's a couple of things where, you know, only their daughters or their relations can speak to them. Yeah. They can hear them. There was something recently we watched that was in, I can't remember. Um, 
So um, he basically starts... Uh, he sits down. It's like he's there for a, a reading. Yeah. So he's obviously, you know, he, as we know, his parents have just died not too long ago. So he's probably going to this medium to sort of uh, deal with his parents or try and get in contact with his parents in the next life. So he starts talking about how he is scared that his brother is going to leave. No, he goes, I just know. I've got these feelings that I know that, that Jody's leaving. Yeah. And I think we cut to pictures of Jody. There's these weird, like, cut cutaways in this that are hard to... Yeah, it's it's very inconsistent because, yeah, it does cut away. It cuts to a really sweet car just, like, speeding down the street and just, like, you know, pulling yeah, into yeah, a so driveway. It's, ba- it's basically Jody. I mean, Michael telling his story to this medium lady. Yeah. But at the same time, it's cutting back and forward, showing introducing the, the stuff that's happening next. Yeah. So it's like a film technique that they're trying to do. So like, so it's a, it's a shot of Jody and Michael driving down the street in Jody's fucking black muscle car. Mm-hmm. He's got this like, I don't know what it is. I asked my parents, they said it's like, well, it's just an American muscle car. You know, like a... T- it's a panty dropper. Yeah, a T-Bird or a Trans... It's not a Trans Am. No. But it's black and it's one of those kind of cars. Yeah. And so they're in that what and speeding home. Yeah. Whilst he's overlaid voiceover him telling his his woes. Yeah. So the car pulls up in this driveway. Both Mike and uh, Jody get out of the car, and they pop the hood. You know, Mike's looking in. He's like, "Oh, I think." But there's we're a still problem at the same this. time. There's still this other scene is happening that's in the future. Yes. I mean the past. That it's going to cut back to as well, so it's weird. Yeah, it's 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 got some weird editing storytelling in it. Yeah, because then some fucking no name guy Toby, rando, rando Toby arrives. Rando guy rocks up. He's he's been in town for the. He's also in town for the funeral, despite the fact that neither of them saw each other at the funeral. Yeah. Um, and he's basically um him and Jody start talking, and Jody's telling him he's like, oh, you know, the parents, you know, probably just gonna dump my brother on the aunt and uncle or grandparents or something. Yeah, I don't know how to tell him that I'm leaving, but yeah. Michael already knows. He does. He's suspicious. He's not suspicious. Well, he's, he's not suspicious. Michael's a fucking weirdo, as we'll get into this yeah. a bit later. He is a little bit weird. Uh, yeah, so this is Jody and the Randos basically have a talk and they tell the story. He says it's basically the same talk that he has with Reggie at the start of the film. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Just in case you didn't get it, I'm leaving and my <laughs> and brother... And I'm not are, taking my brother. And I'm not taking my brother. My, what? You, what? what? <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, so now we cut back but, uh, to... But, but, but then we cut back. To Michael, yeah, still telling his story, yeah, and he's like, no, yeah, yeah. So it cuts back to him now. No, the- no, no. There's a flashback within that flashback. So Jody's talking to this rando, and he says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to kind of leave." And he goes, "But he goes like, but it, it, Michael, he he like he follows me around everywhere. It's like he knows what I'm thinking." And within this flashback. We get to another flashback of Michael, of Jody, riding a child bike (laughs) down the street in his denim jacket. You realise he has a muscle car. Yeah. But for some reason he's... So this is just to show that his brother Mike follows him. Jody's walking down the street, uh, uh, riding his bike down the street towards the camera, like, and we can see in the background, like, Michael running after him, hiding behind trees and, like... But I'm like, how old is Joe? Why is he riding a child's bike? Maybe he's... Just to show. And it was like, just to, and as an example, look, look, 
Even when I ride a child's bike down the street, instead of driving my adult muscle car, my younger <laughs> brother follows me. It was such a weird scene. Yeah, it was very unnecessary. There is a lot of unnecessarily long and pointless scenes Which, in this. Oh, yeah, it's rad. <laughs> so then... Yeah, then we cut back to... Um, the the medium, so the grandmother through yeah. the the granddaughter is so, reassuring Mike to to not be afraid, like you know, um, and then Mike starts talking about what he had seen at the cemetery. Yeah, he basically shows. Yeah. We get a slightly longer scene where, um, he does get the bike go the dirt bike going. He rides past the. No, tall he doesn't man. get the dirt bike going. He just gets on it. He's riding. Yeah. Um. But he's also in different clothes now, Michael. <laughs> like, I notice he's not in his denim outfit anymore. Yeah, he's got a flannel on. Yeah, yeah. So we basically just get a flashback to the same thing. Um, of And Michael then gets on his bike and bails. And then the tall man kind of, this is a bit we didn't see before. He like, hears the motorbike and he goes, hmm. He looks up and he looks over at Michael on the motorbike. Yeah. Cruising through his fucking cemetery. And the tall man looks at him. With intent, and suddenly Michael just flips forward off the bike, giving the impression that the tall man has ESP powers. Yeah, it's a very which, creepy which carry never, moment. Which yeah. are never brought up again <laughs> in the film. Yep. Um, so we're like, okay. But then the grandmother decides that she wants to so play we cut a back game. now. We, we're out of that flashback. Yeah. We cut back, back to the grandma. The, and then a, a box just appears on the table. Mike's like, it materializes. What, what the hell is this? Like, it, seriously, we see the shot. It, it, it materializes in. Yeah. And, he, and Mike's like, like just how put, did you do that? It's like, just put your hand in it. He's like, okay. Put he them, sticks his hand in it and it starts to hurt. And he's like, oh, grabs him oh my God. And he's like, no, pain. no, no. And they're like, just calm down. Don't be afraid. Just calm down. Yeah, the girl just keeps looking at him going, don't fear, Michael. Don't fear. Fear. And he's like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. And then he's like, don't fear, Michael. And he goes, oh, maybe I shouldn't fear. He's like, oh, and I he get calms it. Down Stop and, fearing. And as soon as he sure. calms down, his hand is released and it was never hurt. Mm-hmm. It's all in his head. And then she's like, it was all in your mind, Michael. The pain's in your mind. And I'm like, okay, that's going to come back later. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much foreshadowing in this film that I feel like they had all these ideas that they couldn't follow through with. I just want them to make a film called Foreshadowing, and it's just nothing but foreshadowing, and nothing actually happens. Oh, it's just called Red Herring. <laughs> the Red Herring, the musical. <laughs> um, so he drops his cash on the box. Uh, both dematerialize. He pays them. He At this point, does. I didn't know he was like. Paying for it. Yeah. I thought he was just like the you know the kid who has his grandma friend that helped him out. Nah. No, he was nah. there as a paying customer. He's a paying he customer. He walks out and then the grandma starts laughing. Yeah, as if she's ripped him off, <laughs> as if it was all bullshit. Like this dumb fucking joke. Well, just because I can make a box materialize out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why why the laugh was in it. Like yeah. she's like, <laughs> as if it was like it wasn't supposed to be like he's got trouble ahead. Yeah. Maybe. Mike, you're a cunt. Uh, or was it I just ripped him off? But you couldn't have ripped him off because it showed you did magic. You had power. You're not a fake. Yeah, I don't know what that was. No, that's fine. Anyhow, we cut to Reg, Reggie, mm-hmm. as they call him, rocking up at at the uh, at, uh, Michael and Jody's house in an ice cream truck. Yeah. This is the first time we were introduced to the fact that he's a fucking ice cream man. I this- was also still at this point, despite the fact that the, the ice cream truck says Reggie's ice cream, 
it did not, in fact, register with me because I was still thinking that Jody was Reggie at this point. I'm like, oh, so does this, so does this Reg, like Jody guy, work for Reggie's ice cream? No, I'm a dickhead. Can't believe you got your name. Right, that's my, that's my thing. Getting I, the names I mixed know. up. Yeah, Reggie rocks up. He's in like that stereotypical. I suppose it is the seventies. Yeah. That ice cream man look, the white suit uh-huh. with the hat and stuff like that. His van is like not a van like we say an ice cream truck. It's like a. It's like a a, a ute, a, 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 a cased in ute. Yeah. So it's like a cold a cold ute, and um, all those old school ones. So yeah. I, you, you'd have to. I don't know if he's an ice cream delivery guy. I don't think he's an ice cream van. He's not. He doesn't give it to kids. He's a guy who delivers ice creams mm. that he makes to shops. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very confusing. It has no relevance to the story whatsoever. It is never brought up that they they really need. Apart from one scene yeah. where he floofs some sh- yeah, yeah, which we'll get into, but it's not worth no, like no, no. him being a whole fucking. Eye. I mean, dude has to, dude has to make his hey pay. We all got to make our living somehow. Um, so basically, he and Jody sit goes down into and they, the best scene in the film. They just start do not glaze over this scene. No, no, let's let's. Jody really is pull sitting there on the porch yep. of his house. He's got a bowler hat on. He has a. Bowl, a bowler hat. Yep. Yeah, I wrote that there for no reason. He's sitting there. He has an electric guitar. Uh-huh. He has an amp on uh-huh. the porch, and he is playing a song. And He's I'm like, like, oh, I just made this up this morning, and it's really freaking good on the front porch. Reggie sits down next to him, pulls a fucking guitar out of nowhere, and they just play yep. an entire song. They play it, and they've never played it together before. It's like they've had months of rehearsal it's got, time. It's got singing. Yeah, there's some singing. There's singing, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool, and it keeps going. Yep, it's the whole song, and I'm like, <laughs> and then Jody ends up just going to reference it. There's no need for this scene to be in here. They never come back to music ever again. No, well, it foreshadows because Reggie pulls out one of those tuners. So it's one of those forked uh, metal tuners that you like hit on something to like tune. Yeah. Some- so he does fork. that. That's yeah. Sorry, tuning fork, and uh, he pings it, and he's tuning his guitar, and is, uh, that's important. That is, is important it though? to us because when we get to that, it still didn't seem it like really relevant. didn't know. Um, <laughs> where what are my notes? We cut back to the funeral home. Yeah. Uh, the 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 girl is there. The evil girl. Yeah. The so one was from- it the evil girl or was it the star face girl? I didn't pick this up because there was a brief scene no, where no, no, we no. saw it's, a girl walking in. Yes, it's the Starface girl. Yeah. Yeah, she, she yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Starface girl from the the grandma has just rocked up at the funeral home now. Yep. And she opens the door. She walks in there. Yeah. She looks around and I'm like, why is she there? Yeah. So she, is it because like the kid told them about this guy that's strong and she's going to investigate it. Doesn't matter. She goes to some funny door, um, which just kind of looks like a door at this stage. Yes, it does. It's a door. Does it have an exit on it? It's got something written on it? Oh, no, there's some, like, s- carvings above it, but above I don't it, it, it does it. Hang on. She goes into the door. Yeah. And then we just get a shot from outside the house of the, the funeral parlor again, the same shot. With just her screaming over the top. End scene. Done. Doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just like before or anything after. After. 
Like so, yeah. We, we 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 know. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Let's move on. I'm so, sure it'll sort itself out later. Uh, yep. So we now cut to nighttime. It is, it's nighttime. We're at June's Cantina. <laughs> cantina. Was it yep. Star Wars? Well, <laughs> funny you should say that because I reference Star Wars quite a bit in this. Yeah. Um, so Jody rolls in with his muscle car. It's a dive bar. There is he sees some sexy gal at the bar. And that sexy gal just happens to be the same sexy gal that killed the, Tommy. The evil lady who flickers between being an old man mm-hmm. for no reason. So Mike watches outside Michael as well. is there stalking him again. Yeah, so he's watching from the window as his brother... He's watching him. ...plonks down next to this girl and starts talking to He's her. just sitting there, staring, looking through the window, watching his brother pick up. Yeah. He's in... St- and I'm like... You're a creep, kid. Like yes. you're like a fucking serial wanker. <laughs> Literally ten seconds later, uh, Jody and the blonde leave together, and Mike, of course, follows. Fucking follows it. He's just like, oh, what's my brother doing? I got to follow him, even though he's like clearly picked up a woman. And I don't gone- think he realizes what picking up women is, because you know they, a like, so he meets this girl at a bar, and he has a home. He has a home. He has a home. And he takes this girl to fuck her at the cemetery. I think she leads him there. Maybe. Maybe. But doesn't matter. She She's taking him cemetery. to the graveyard mm-hmm. once again. And we know what happens when she takes late men to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. She gets all stabby. Anyhow. Um, so Mike and follows. Jody's, He's still he, spying on them as well. It was Jody's plan to get all stabby. Maybe. <laughs> With his dick. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Michael's still following them. And it's weird because it's like, you know, we get the boob shot again and they're clearly like getting a little hot and heavy. Some pants start to come we get, down. We get a bare bum shot we from Jodie as well. We do get a bare bum shot. And you just see Mike's reaction. He's just like, what are they? It's like in The Simpsons where he's like, zookeeper, zookeeper, those monkeys are killing each other. Yeah, but no. like then he like, she gets her, her, her fucking jugs out and mm-hmm. Michael's like, whew. Yeah, both of them, they're like, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, and then it shows he's like, he's. Fairly far away from them. I don't know how he saw that. She's laying down. Yeah. Michael's on, uh, Jody's on top, but we get Jody's bare bum as well. But then we hear those animal sounds again, like the, <laughs> which aren't you know. animal sounds, which uh, startles Mike. He's like, oh, He's like something should is... I watch my brother have sex or should I investigate <laughs> these sounds? He like, looks at his watch. He's like, well, it shouldn't be too much longer before Yeah, I've, I've watched my brother wank so many times. <laughs> And I know how long he takes because I watch him constantly. <laughs> I have a notebook. It's filled with his daily log. Jody's wank log. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so basically whatever is close to him, he basically turns. Uh, Michael. To, Michael Mike. turns to, to this path and this fucking Jawa. Jawa. It's literally a fucking Jawa. A Jawa. I called it a Jawa later on. I wrote a yeah. monster in a cloak. And then as soon as I wrote that, I went. That's a Jawa. Yeah, I'm like, no, and this it's the is size a of a Jawa, Jawa as well. So this thing is only like a couple of foot feet tall. Yeah, maybe it jumps out. We don't really see its face or anything. No, uh, we don't it, get any faces. Um, Mike screams and he runs off. Um, he like basically just runs past his brother, getting busy, just screaming. I, I love this. This this film has some really funny moments, and yeah. I honestly feel that it's not intentional. <laughs> Because no. he's just running through the cemetery Going, like, ah! and like, Jody's like, Jody's like, that's my brother. He's like, oh. I guess my brother was watching me again and now something scared him. 
Wait here. He's like, let me go check on him. I think there must be a problem. You think? <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Your brother's got a problem. He watches your sex and wank <laughs> and everything. So Jody goes running after he him. He catches up. Uh, catches up with him. And then... Michael tells him about this small monster. Yep. Little, little brown monster. Very close to the ground. And then they hear... They hear another sound around them. But Jody is like, he's not having a bar of it because he's just been cock blocked by his 13-year-old brother. He hands him the keys to the to the house. And he's like, just fucking go home. Go home. But what do you mean? Why would it be locked? Because, like, he thought his brother was home. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, but, but why would he need his keys to get in? Did he just assume his brother was out on the street somewhere? Anyway, yep. cool. Doesn't make sense. Um. Jody goes back to, you know, Yeah, he goes, like, walking through time. the cemetery. He has some somehow misplaced his mystery woman. Yeah, she's gone. She's bailed on him. <laughs> so he's like, fuck, man. So he just bails. Yeah. He just walks, walks out of shot and goes, I assume. And we cut to Michael, well, Mike, Mike in bed asleep. Instantly in bed asleep. Mm, I like his room. You, that big, like, moonscape. The, yeah. From the, that's in a lot of 70s uh, movies and shows as well, so... Um, it's really cool. And he's got that very brown, brown bed. There's brown everywhere. Yep. In this. It's the 70s. Yeah. Everything's mahogany. Um, so he's laying, he's sleeping in bed and then he, he wakes up. up. But he wakes up. And this camera zooms out and we see his bed is in a cemetery. Yep. And the tall man is standing over him. Over him at his bed head. And then the little jowers are on the side and they're like, Nyah! and they grab him. And then we cut to the next day and he's Michael's just walking down the street. Yep. And I'm like, wait up. We at least needed a scene where he wakes up and it was a nightmare. Or did it happen? But Michael's fine now the next day. There is yep. no... I feel they missed it. I, they must have... Yep. Because it's the next day. Jody heads back to the cantina. Michael is just happily walking out. He isn't traumatised or anything. He's got a lollipop. He's, got a he's lollipop. making his way downtown. He's checking And I'm like, what boxes. happened in the end? What? What? Where did the bed scene end? I don't know. Yeah, Michael sees the tall man. He's yeah. walking down the street on the other side of the road. It's slow mo, slow mo. Yeah, bit. this is good. Like some cool sounds. Like, yeah, oh yeah, and then you get like yeah, the sounds great. His in this arms one. are just like he's doing like the the Bigfoot kind of like he's swinging the, the, the his straight arms. arm walk, <clears throat> straight arm walk. What's even better about it is like he's walking. And as he's hitting, because like Reggie's ice cream van, Reggie's is ice there. cream van is just he's delivering to be there. something. So he's opened the freezer. So then you get all of that kind of like um, dry ice fog um, come out. out. The freezer just, mist. Just as the tall man stops in front of it and then turns and looks towards at Michael. Mike, and kind of he kind of just sniffs the air a bit. And now, well, we get this scene like cutting between Mike and the tall man. There's no sound, but there's like. As in, like, this is a fucking heavy moment, mate. And, uh, yeah, then the tall man kind of wafts the cold air up into his nose and gets it all in his palate. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, like, sniffing a he's foam like, at a restaurant. I taste boy. Yeah, yeah, as, as if he's, like... And I just thought, like, as if he's, like, you know, because he's around funeral home and bodies in the freezer room. Yeah. And he likes that shit or some shit. Doesn't matter. It's not explained. Yeah. Ever. Because <laughs> he turns and just keeps walking. He just turns in and just, yeah, slow motionally walks off. And Mike has like probably shit his pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we cut to nighttime again. Jody's back at the bar. He's like, hey, bartender, did that babe come back? He's like, oh, you couldn't land the seal the deal with that one, could you? Maybe you're slipping in your old age. And the bartender's like, nah, she didn't. <laughs> and that's the end of that scene. I don't know why. Doesn't matter. We cut back to the home. Michael? It is night. Mike is working on the muscle car. Wait, Michael is a 12-year-old kid mm-hmm. that is working on a muscle car yeah. underneath. Well, we, brother's we, car. I feel that we get the sense a little bit early on that uh, Mike is a bit of a bit of a handyman, but I wouldn't trust him. Handy he's, child. He's, he's working on this car with a fucking hammer. He's working on the car with a hammer and a uh, and a, a shifter. Uh, not a shifter. A um, a ratchet. Yeah. And like, but he's always just ratcheting. A, he's like, a yep, bolt. with a hammer and a ratchet, I can't fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the kid's like 12. Like, yeah. no brother would let you. And he, what's he doing? Yeah. Why is he always just working on his brother's muscle car? He's like a slave, like, obsessed with the car because the brother's obsessed with it. And I watch my brother get with girls in the back of it from a distance. That, that's a bit That's a bit weird. Anyhow, someone, he's under the car. It's up on a jack. Um, even though he could have probably gone under there without the jack. Like he's tiny. He's tiny little Jan Brady. And uh, someone's out. He hears some noises. He hears like, the mon- the monster noises again. And mm-hmm. suddenly the car starts shaking. Someone's shaking the car. Yep, they're in the uh, car. Then the car, the jack falls out mm-hmm. and falls on him. But yep. it doesn't hurt him. No, he's it just, doesn't. He's but... just like, ah, I'm just slightly stuck under the car. Yeah, which is so strange because like the way he's. It looks is he's like he looks like he's being crushed under this car, but then when but no, but someone if that car, if the jack went down, the yeah. car suspension would have lowered down and it would have crushed him. Yeah, even if it doesn't crush him when it's not, but it would have gone, it would have compressed. Yes, but he's fine. No, he's fine. He's tiny. <laughs> um, so one of the Jawas approaches the car and he takes a swing with his hammer, but it's not a Jawa, it's Jody's foot. He hits Jody on the foot. Jody's like, ow! Good thing I'm wearing my 70s boots. That's true. Um, he tries to explain to Jody what has happened. And of a monster course, pushed the car over. <laughs> yep. Little Jawas came in. You know Jawas from Star Wars. They came in. They pushed the car. I got crushed. Uh, we're going to say as well that we never see these Jawas hardly at all. We hear yep. them. Yeah. And you might see like a flash of the bottom of their little cloak going around a corner, but you yeah. don't see anything. No. And no. Jody doesn't believe him. Yeah. So then we cut to Mike in his room later that night and he is shoving a giant ass hunting knife into his pants. I wrote a Bowie knife. It's a fucking Bowie knife. It's a giant Bowie knife that he's got a leg a leg sheath. Yeah. Like, you know, a, bo- uh, a lower, a calf. Yeah. A shin sheath that you put under your pants, which I had as a kid. Really? I had a, a Bowie a knife like that. I, I, we called them survival knives because okay. I had all the fishing gear in the yeah. in the handle, and Were it might have a compass fishing? on the end of it. No, <laughs> and I had like matches and like you know, it's survival knife. Okay, so you can survive. What were you surviving? Flagstaff Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, he grabs his denim jacket. He also grabs a crucifix. Which never comes up again. Which never comes up again. (laughs) And he sneaks out and, you guessed it, he sneaks out to the cemetery. He goes out at night. Why wouldn't you go check it out in the day? Right? He goes to the cemetery again. Yep. This fucking delinquent, though. He, He just makes his way up to the house. He casually walks up and kind of peeks around near the he basement. Sees, like, the basement, sees window. the basement window and just kicks it in. Kicks it in. Kicks it in, crawls in, 
He starts looking around with a, the one of the biggest lighters I've ever seen, biggest flames on a lighter I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And heads out into the funeral parlor. I called it the coffin room. <clears throat> yeah. So basically, he's walking past. He's in the coffin storage these, room. Yeah, it's like the showroom where you'd be walking around, being like, "Well, this mahogany is worth this much, but this mahogany is mahogany. <laughs> this is a rich and, mahogany." And then we get a big new old character walks in. So this new character, this this old. He's not a, he's just like a henchman. Yeah, he's like. I called him a henchman. He Yeah, he essentially is. Like, it's just some man in a fucking Gilligan hat. Um, so he's uh, this wandering is, this is into in the, the middle room of the night. For no reason. Walking in. into the coffin room. They might have heard something. But then also the tall man is there as well in the doorway. Yeah, so like Mike's now hiding in a coffin. He, this guy walks up to that coffin and is then startled by the tall man. And then he just turns around and leaves. Yep. And that's it. They Mike, both just... Mike crawls wrote, out. Not a problem. I wrote, they both just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, this new man... Yeah, who's that guy? doesn't matter. Michael walks, walks around for a bit now. He's like investigating. You know, he's in the... He's in the... Uh, he's, he's in, in the mausoleum. The, mar- the marble halls. The white marble halls. Yep. Um, he walks around for a bit. We hear some like, you know... We hear some sounds. He comes across a door. There's, you know, there's knocking happening on the other side. This is the door that the 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 Manson child went yep. went to before, and she got screamed when she went on the other side. Yeah, so, so we start hearing some weird sounds as well. Some weird sounds are happening. We're not one hundred percent sure what they are. They're not quite the Jawas, but it's still some weird like sound. Um, and then he starts running. He like runs around a corner. He yeah, he gets freaked out. And he's like, oh fuck, I better get out of here. So he's yep. like, I'm gonna bail. But then we see, like. We see this ball, mm. cr- a floating, gigantic ball bearing about the size of a baseball yeah. flying around the holes, making this really cool sound, actually. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of just flying around at tremendous speeds. And Michael, like... Well, he ducks and covers. That's what you do. You duck and cover. He ducks and the ball goes over the top of him. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Yep. As someone who, like, but I, I'd seen this ball before, but, like, if you had no idea about this film, like, okay, flying ball. It has. And as, as Michael ducks and as he gets up, the fucking henchman mm-hmm. from before comes up and grabs him from behind. Ah, I'm a henchman. I just grab people. <laughs> I don't do anything else. Um, so Mike struggles and he breaks free. And he just... bites the henchman. Oh, he, he bites does, him yeah. on the uh, on the handle and like about fucking seven liters of blood just pour <laughs> out of like Michael's mouth like he just like has a hose going. Like... Yeah, so he bites the henchman. The henchman goes, "Oh!" Michael ducks just because the ball now has come back around. Has come back for a second go. Yep. The henchman has. More than enough time to get out of the way of the ball. He just stands and goes, oh, no. <laughs> so these two little, like, prongs come out of it and it just yeah, they're like forks. him. They're, yeah. like, they're, like, they're, like, or, they're like ornamentary forks, like curvy forks with yeah. two prongs. Just smashes come the, him. Come out the front of the ball and just impale themselves, impales yeah. itself into the henchman's forehead. It's not even into his eyes. It's in, That would have been cooler. They're like two little, his... No, no, they're like two little arms and they come out and they yeah. grab you, uh, smash you into... It should have been through the eyes, I'm sorry. But it doesn't matter because whatever is now in his face starts drilling into yeah, the drill. bridge of his nose. No, yeah, a drill comes out. And the, then out, out of, of the other side of this ball. this ball, we just get blood. It's just like this like yeah, it's got, it's got hose an, it's got, of fucking it's got an blood. Arse so the ball. 
And it kind of, yeah, it, it drills into your head and then just all your blood just gets yep. shot out of the back of your head. I'm like, what an ingenious device. I fucking laugh so hard at this scene. Like, I, I looked it up and that thing is called a silver sentinel. Yes, it is. Um, they've oh. never mentioned that in the film ever. No. But it might be in, I, I don't know how they know that. It might be in the sequels. Well, I mean, this is also a franchise that has like six. a lot. Yeah, six maybe. Um, yeah. So it's, they probably go deeper into a lot. And uh, I had no idea why they made more, but I can understand now by how much money this film made. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I'd like to see them kind of. I'm interested to know where it goes, this story, because uh, this, well, we'll get to that in the end. I'll yeah, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, th- this ball, I don't know where it goes after that. No, well, because the guy goes down, Mike gets up, and then the tall man enters the room. And Mike literally, oh, he just also goes... The, also, the henchman pisses his pants. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so the henchman falls down next to Mike, and all this urine just flows out of his trousers. Oh, that's a shame. And I, I was like, kind of a good... Good, yeah. a, a good little, like, uh, yeah. Sure. Piss, 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 piss in a film, why not? But, yeah, Mike looks at the tall man. The tall man looks at him and he's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, Mike gets, and his, they basically, Mike gets his bowie knife out, they his survival knife. They each other, yeah, yeah very and they slowly. Ha- yeah, they have like a, a Western showdown. Yeah. Like it's in this big, mon- this big marble hall. They're at both ends and they both slowly walk towards each other till they're only about two metres apart and stop and stare. And I'm like, what's your fucking game plan, kid? Yeah, no, there is no game plan. And then Michael just goes, oh, hang on, I'm a child. Fuck, I better get out of here. He's just like, whoosh. He's just like, I'm out of here. Yoink. He just bolts to the left or the right, which it doesn't fucking matter. And a tall matter. man takes chase. Chases Even though him. tall man could knock him off a motorcycle before. so he could With just, his mind. With his mind. I, never- like, I honestly feel that the tall man would have caught him very quickly. Because he's, he's tall. He's tall. Tall and agile. Yeah. He's but old, as I do know a very tall man and he is not agile or fast or able to do anything because he's too tall. Hmm. Mm. Are you amused at my, <laughs> in my car? The only one I could afford. Um, anyway, the tall man chases him. Michael, uh, so he, Michael runs into a fucking, uh, back into the basement. Yep. And he slams the big metal door onto the tall man's fingers. Well, I like this, though, because we don't initially know that he has slammed it on the tall man's hand. So Mike is just there. He's, he's like, like back, he's up against back up against the door, door and we just Real, hear like that'll this. That'll stop him in his own place. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, we just hear like this tapping. Like, and it's he sort of turns and looks and the tall man's hand is like stuck in the door and he's just kind of like drumming his fingers on it. It's like really, really... Like, I thought Crunch. this was hilarious. Yeah. This is Mike, so fucking Michael funny. shits himself yeah. and basically swings at the dude's hand with his bowie knife, chopping off all of his fingers. Yep. But the hand bleeds mustard. Yes. <laughs> yellow. Yeah. He doesn't have black, uh, black blood. He doesn't have red blood. He's got yellow mustard cut. Like, this is American mustard as well. This isn't like. <laughs> this, this isn't a Dijon. This is an American mustard. This is an American yellow fluoro. I know my. And I, I immediately thought to myself, oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah, that's that, cool. But the fingers are on the ground and they're still twitching and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Michael takes it upon himself to take one of the fingers. He uh, picks the finger out and sticks it into his denim jacket pocket. And I'm like, okay. Number one, uh, you just basically assaulted someone and chopped all their fingers well, off. Well, yeah, you're breaking an entry, assault with a, with a deadly weapon. You are going away for a long time, champ. Um, 
So he basically goes to that, make a run for it but, to the window and is then immediately attacked by some Jawas. The Jawas, they're like, fucking cunt, we'll get you. <laughs> and Michael like jumps up to the, you know, to the four foot high window out of their reach. <laughs> Of the Jowers, yep. but they got one of his shoes. Oh, it's they one of those... They pull one of his shoes off. Crazy. And I'm like... And I was like, okay, they got his shoe. Is this going to come back? Because like, they make a bit of a point. Yeah. I think this is a tall man burst in and he picks up the shoe or something. Or yeah. someone, someone picks up the shoe and looks at the shoe. And I'm like, oh, that's going to come back later. Mm, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Doesn't. So we cut to Mike at home. He is, He's run all the way home. He is sitting, well, he is asleep on the stairs. Oh, yes. At the, at the bottom of the stairs, he is clutching a shotgun and there is a moving box next to him. Yeah, so he's got a little mahogany box <laughs> in front of him, which is twitching. <laughs> so and Jody comes yeah, he's, downstairs. So this is like him like, so he's, so, yeah, he's on the bottom of the stairs in one of those American houses where the stairs come down to the front door. So with he's obviously, the shag carpeting as well. With the Let's shag carpeting. With a fucking, yeah. With a, Brown shag carpeting. With a pump action shotgun. Yes. Because later on, like, he calls it, get the pump. <laughs> the pump? But as soon as the shotgun was in it, I was more interested. Yeah, I, no, that I is 100% I was like, oh, cool, fair. there's a shotgun. So Jody comes downstairs, notices that Mike has been asleep on the stairs for how long. All night long, with the shotgun. And he wakes him up. No, he first he takes the shotgun off him. Oh, that's right. He takes the gun and he like... angrily unloads it, looking at him going, fuck, man. He's like, like, I know you know that I can do this fast because you see me do it at night. Oh, shit. In the shower. Yeah, Jody can unload his shotgun (laughs) every night. And Mike Mike documents it in his little, in the the shotgun book. (laughs) Anyhow. uh, Uh, We cut to outside for some reason. So rather than having this conversation uh, then and there. Jody has woken up. Yeah, so they are now um, outside and... uh, Jody's told the whole story off camera. Yeah. And like, but it's so good. It was like, he wakes him up and he goes, I've got a Jerry story to tell you. And then it cuts to the next shot and it's the end. He goes, and so you ran away. (laughs) Like, you know, it's the very last bit. Okay, so he's told the whole story up until now. And I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah, okay. So they're outside (coughs) and Mike shows... Jody, the severed finger in the box, yeah, moving we, around. Because at first like, I thought this was going to be a red herring. Like he was going to open the box and, and there'd be nothing in be there. there. But yeah. I was actually pleasantly surprised and happy that the finger was in there still, yeah. still moving with and all the green And it looks great. Goop. It's a nice little uh, uh, practical effect. It yeah, looks yeah. really cool. Not a problem, not a problem. And, and he sees the movie. Uh, the, so Jody sees the finger, closes the box and goes, well, now I believe you. Yep. And like, wouldn't you have started by showing the finger? Like, he kept that finger in the box. The whole story and didn't show him. Yeah. But it, then we cut to them once again inside and this Mike's... Is, this is later, apparently. Oh, is it? Okay. Because, yeah, go But I don't know. It's just like, because then Mike starts telling Jody about the tall man and the coffin and what he saw at the cemetery. So at no point in these three movements that they've made did... Like, he's not telling his story properly. Yeah, yeah, because he's already got to the end of the story once and then he goes back and, like, they kind of reiterate over it again. Yeah. But then, the like, like, Jody's like, I believe you now. But then Jody kind of stops believing him, kind of. Yeah, so Jody's like, okay, we're going to go to the cops about this. Uh, Mike goes running upstairs to get the box from his bedroom. Yeah, because he's like, put it back up there. And, and it's no longer moving. It's no longer, he's like, So what? he's like, oh. Oh, has the what? finger gone or has it, it? it's it gone to sleep? Like, we know where it is. It's like... It's in the mahogany box. Oh. Yeah. Um, he opens it up and then... The f- 
finger has turned into a giant bug with a funny face. Yeah, like a demonic fly. I called it like no, it looks like one of those um those Japanese stag beetles. Yeah, you know, the ones that the, the kids collect. I thought it looked like a demonic Louis the fly. Yeah, it's, I think it's it was supposed weird. to be a beetle. And it kind of like jumps onto Michael's head. Yeah, and we get this ridiculous scene. Michael grabs it in a jack in his denim jacket. And he runs around the house, like, screaming yeah. with this thing that somehow it's like it's pulling him around the house. Like, yeah, because like, it's real strong. It's real strong and it can fly in a jacket. It's pulling him around the house. Like, Jody comes in and he's like, what's going on? Oh, I'll help you out. Jody grabs it. They both get wrestle this jacket. There's no yeah. effect. It- but this is amazing as well because they're wrestling this jacket. They're trying to make their way down the stairs. Basically, Jody gets flung into the door doesn't go through it, just gets flung into the door. And Mike gets, like, thrown over the banister. By a bug in a By jacket. By a bug in a jacket. <laughs> so they take it to the kitchen. They, they eventually wrestle it. They to, basically wrestle it. Yeah, they wrestle it in the kitchen, in the jacket, and they shove it in the garbage disposal. Like, and They turn it on, and it's like, yep, that's got to be dead. And at the same time, Ice Cream Man Reggie rocks up, and he's like, hey, guys. I'm just walking in the door right now. What are you doing? <laughs> Basically, that's all he does. And they're like, <sighs> and then the bug jumps back out of the sink. It's a new bug now. Yeah. Uh, it so looks, yeah. It, now it's like a, um, now it's more like a, a, a worm fly. Mm. And it jumps out of the sink and it grabs. I think it attacks, it attacks Reggie. It attacks Reggie first. I think there's a sequence where it, it attack- doesn't go, like, it disappears and, like, we get this really funny scene of Mike looking around, like, what the fuck is it? And then it just sort of starts to slowly pop up behind his head, which was also hilarious. Yes. And then they catch it again and they shove it back down into the garbage disposal. And just do the same scene again. Yep. Um, so, and that's only to bring Reggie into the fold that something's up. Yeah. <laughs> So now we get Reggie's guns. Like, 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 they grind it. They're like, they grind it for the second time, the same scene again. And then Reggie's standing there and goes, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, in his ice cream man outfit. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we hard cut to Jody giving Michael the shotgun now. Yep. Just going like, here's the shotgun. Yeah. And then, but he has a speech about like, you know, if you you aim you aim to to kill and if you shoot you a only, man you only you, point you, a gun at someone if you intend to shoot them yeah that's right and then it's like if you shoot at someone the shot is to kill and I'm like, like this no is warning super shots. unsafe I'm like, you know, this jo- is a miracle Jody also packs a fucking handgun into his strides like he's just got he just walks over to a mantle and there's just a fucking handgun oh the whole fucking house looks like this it's just like this one room there's it's like the gun guns room guns everywhere. Yeah, Jody packs a gun into his pants and he's like, I'm going to the funeral home. You stay here and don't follow me because you never follow me, do you? Yeah, we don't do that in this house. <laughs> Even though he says that he follows him everywhere. Now, yeah. you're going to stay home. You're going to stay home with Reggie. So, Jody now has decided, this is now night time. Mm-hmm. Jody now has decided that he's going to go check out the funeral home at night. 
Yeah. Why didn't you just go check it out in the day? He waited till night because this, yep. this scene was in the daytime. Meanwhile, Mike's like, okay, so if you go this side and then if you go down this little way, there is a broken window that will get you into the basement. Don't ask me how I know this, but I know this. Yep. So just do that. So Jody goes down in through the basement mm-hmm. again. So, And he's instantly attacked by a flying Jawa. Which he like jumps onto his back, and we get one of these amazing like running around a room with you holding a puppet on your back scheme. Yep, which looks like a Sesame Street scene. If you know, we love. Yeah, we love it's that. wicked. Um, Jody then unloads the handgun into the Jawa's face. Yeah, but did you see how he shot it as well? Like he, yeah, yeah, I, he kind yeah, of. I, like, I can't explain it in. He oh. kind of holds the Jawa's face up, and he like grabs the gun and then turns it in a direction. The, the camera can see the yeah. gun, but you wouldn't do. You wouldn't actually be able to physically pull the trigger Yeah, on that. but cause so, so we can see, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. And uh, he unloads the, the, the gun into the jail's face. Um, and then Jody just like, he bails. He's yeah. just like, yuck, little man. <laughs> does he look at it? He doesn't, does he? He just runs out. I don't, yeah, I don't think he looks at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he just runs. He just, yeah, because that just doesn't goes, happen yet. Yeah, he goes straight out the window, gets in his muscle car, and he's like, and he drives off, but he's being followed yep. by a hearse. Oh, no, the hearse. You know, he... Wait, 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 he, wait, wait, did I get that wrong? No, 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 like, he pulls out, he goes screaming out, and then the hearse, you see the hearse lights turn on, it pulls out and starts to follow him. At one no, point, he no. does stop no, to... No, 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 this is wrong. I got it wrong. How is it wrong? Jody Bale's outside. Yeah. Um, and then the hearse begins to follow him. That's right. And then his muscle car rocks up out of nowhere and Michael is driving the muscle car. That's this right. This 12-year-old kid with a shotgun. And I'm like, cool. And then, yeah, so yeah. I was like, because uh, Michael's there now. That's right. Because then we get this hot pursuit where, like, the car is behind them, it's beside them, and they look in and there's so no Michael's, one in this car. Yeah, so the hearse is driving... By itself. Mm. And this is a bit where Michael goes, the pump's in the back. And so Michael, uh, uh, Jody, uh, they start this chase, even though there's yep. no one driving the hearse. Because the hearse comes up next to them and they're like, there's no one driving it. Yeah, he's like, you know, speed up a bit. I want to, like, I want to p- pull back the hood. I, I'm going to, like, no, yeah, so pop, jo- pop Tom- a couple in the, the, the motor or something. Um. So, yeah, yeah. So Jody... <laughs> Gets out the, the sunroof of the, of his muscle car and starts just unloading the shotgun into a hearse, which is chasing that has no driver, which clearly worked because the hearse just goes, ow, and just crashes into a tree. Yep. He like stopped the hearse. Why didn't they just do that to Christina <laughs> if they wanted it? Um, so they get, they, they, they pull over now. They get out of the car. They both. Did they pull over? They check. They why checked did they the check hearse. Why did they? Why did they stay? There is a lot of why did they do that? In, yeah, exactly. Because right. they know there's no one that's driving it. Why would you go up to this ghost car? Yeah, right. I wouldn't. I cut the fuck out. And of they there. see that it's actually been driven by a Jawa. Yeah, that's why they couldn't see it because he's so short. That's right. So this this Jawa has been impaled by a tree. They decide that they're going to pull back the hood and see what and these little see what are. they are. And what does it have? It's. It, it has Tommy's face. What? The tiny, Reveal. The tidy Jawa has Tommy's face. Do you know what that meant to me? Nothing at this point. But they came into a, like some reasoning pretty quickly. Yeah. So they call um, Reggie mm-hmm. 
and from he come, a phone box. From a phone box, and he come and he come and picks them up. Yeah, because they're like, um, they drop Michael off. Did this scene, Michael? We're gonna drop you off at Sally's Antique Store because that will be the safest place. A store and characters not mentioned until now. Yeah, this is in the middle of the night, and yep. there's an antique store which is and it's open. It's still open because it will be safe. Uh huh. Okay. Sure. So he ends up looking around this antique store. This is and Michael. So he's Michael. there now at the antique yep. store. We have and there's like Sally and another girl. I can't remember. Her I name. didn't catch I their assumed names that at they all. They were a couple that ran an antique store. I'm okay with that, honestly. If I, I'm okay with that. But so yeah, he, it's just so weird that like they've never mentioned these this couple. Yeah. What they should have done and said, oh, I'm gonna. I thought though. I thought the antique store was the grandma's store. It could because it yeah. would have made, made more sense made a lot because of sense. he hung out with the grandma. Yeah, no. And I thought Sally was the name of the grandma, and I went, "Oh, that would have made sense because he would have gone. He got. He probably knew, knows." And I would have just assumed that Jody knows that he goes there and hangs out. You yeah. know what I mean? Nope. But no, <laughs> it's just Sally. Couple of lesbians, lesbian an antiquers. Antique store. Ro- That's very antique roadshowers. <laughs> and Michael just starts walking around this antique store. You know what antique store has? Clues. It does, oh, always. Always got clues. Old thing. Old. So he basically, he starts digging through some photos, some old photos, some antique photos, if you will, and he These finds, are real old photos. Yeah. Like, we're talking about 1930s. The, I was going with the 1800s. 1800s. Yeah, real old. Real old. So he finds the a picture. The day they invented photography. <laughs> literally that day. Yeah. Um, so he finds a picture of the tall man. Uh, from the 1800s, and he is sat upon outside the very same funeral home, uh, sat upon a horse and carriage, which is obviously a, a carriage designed to be a hearse. Um, and then the picture, the tall man in the picture, turns towards Michael, and he shits his pants. And no, 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 I don't home. think I don't think he saw that. You don't think you saw that? Because it, it, it's it's like we get this shot of like Michael holding the picture, and then they've just cropped out the picture and put a video in there. Yes, and it like zooms in. It's and just the like in case you can't slowly... see the profile of the tall man, yeah. let's and the turn tall man slowly looks. But I think that was all like in his imagination because oh, he doesn't been. freak out. He just looks at it and goes, "That's the tall man." It's not like a Harry Potter newspaper, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. where it's moving. Valid. I just think that was a film technique of maybe Michael's like powers yeah. of his extra perception or ESP yeah. or, or, or but, but he doesn't have that. Yeah, that bit didn't make any sense. You're right because I don't think the picture was moving. I just think it represented it to us as a yeah. It moved. No, that makes that's that's fine. That's not a problem. Not and a problem. Michael fucking uh, has a hissy fit. He's like, Sally, take me home. You gotta take me home. And I'm like, why? Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're what are you gonna really go home? not? Jody's not at home. Yeah. And then he's like, take me home. And I'm like, why do you want to go home? Like. You're in a place. It's open. There's people around. Okay, cool. He has he, he cuts the shit. Anyway, um, we cut to Jody now. Yeah. Where is he? Is he? He's in the ice cream. Is he in the ice cream car? No, he he falls. I've written that Jody falls asleep. No, no. So we get a, a sequence where I think it's Reggie driving. Um, the, no, no. Uh, he's got because they've got the Jawa in the ice cream van. No, there's this, there's this real quick scene of Jody falling asleep, and he dreams about the tall man. 
I don't remember that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, no. It, yeah, yeah. Because he closes his eyes. For a second. Yeah, so we get like this Where sequence Jody, of, of Reggie driving because the jar was in the back of his freezer. Yeah, this is happening so, kind of overlaid yeah, over so itself. So Judy, Jody then closes his eyes. He wakes up in the mausoleum. The tall man is walking towards him. And then it's like he is immediately grabbed and he wakes up. Yeah. That is it. That is it. Um, and then? And then uh, as Mike and Sally and her lesbian lover um, are driving, they see a car accident up ahead. Mike basically screams and he's like, stop the car. He gets out. It's, it's the ice cream it's truck. It's Reggie's ice cream truck on its side. Yep. He opens it up, checks. There's no Jody, no Reggie, no one's in it. And he opens the freezer and, he's, and it's empty. There's no little Jawa in there. There's no Jawa. There's only a yellow handprint. There's a, yeah, there's a blood, ye- there's a yellow blood handprint in there. Yeah. So he runs back to the car. Well, yeah, and we, 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 we forgot to mention, yeah, you, you, we skipped over the bit where, yeah, the in, intersplice with Michael dreaming is yeah. Reggie driving home and he hears a voice. Yeah. He hears one of those in the back of his car and that's when, yeah. Yeah. So, it's a very confusing scene because they, they keep overlaying like three scenes over themselves, that, but not in a way that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's like they it's had... Like they didn't even need to do that Michael no. bit. No, if they'd have done their editing a little bit better, they could have fit all this in in... A proper sequence, but that's that's none of my business. Um, so basically, he runs back to the car with yeah, the Michael, girls. Michael jumps back in. He's like, "We gotta get out of here!" And then the car starts to shake a little bit. We hear the scuttling. We hear the the sounds of the Jawas, and then the door unlocks. And Not for some quite. reason, the door unlocks, and she thinks, "I'm going to open it." There's something outside a car trying to get in, but I'm going to open the door and be very surprised when I am attacked yeah. by Jawas. And this is great as well because, like, they're in the front. Both women are being attacked by Jawas. And being that it's a beetle, yeah. um, you've uh, got to, like, pull yeah, we've down... we've got to mention it was a beetle. You've car. got to pull down the front seat for someone to get out of the back seat. So Mike's trying to climb over. He's trying to get out. But he keeps just getting, like, fucking slammed back. It's like he's just, like, throwing himself around in the back seat But then seat the car, car. drives off because yes. they, they must put their foot on the gas because they're getting attacked by Jawas, these two women. And the force of that somehow... Smashes Michael out the back of the window of, yes. of, of the Volkswagen. Yeah, because then the car just drives off with two screaming women inside of it. And Michael's left on the ground all hurt and un- a bit unconscious. Yep. He's just, because Which doesn't make any sense. It but cool. doesn't. But then this is where we cut to Jody is now at home. He is falling asleep. Um, he wakes up. Um, so he we're sort of intersplicing between Jody being asleep, Mike being unconscious on the road. And somehow they have a telepathic communication. Is that what happens? I fucking don't know. I, that's what yeah, I'm guessing. Because right. so then Michael, Michael Mike wakes up. Michael and wakes home. up on the road and just goes like he just stares. Yeah. And we've got this thing again. It's kind of like the, got the the editing style of like when he saw the the tall man in the road. He's got he's got these like mm. sounds, and I was like, and then at this point I said to myself, he should have stayed at the store. Yeah, <laughs> like, he should have stayed at the antique store. Well, he's now put two 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 lesbians in danger, and you, that's yeah, never those good. girls are dead now. We assume. So Michael gets up and he goes home. He yeah. should have just stayed at the shop. So he basically comes running in, screaming like, "It got the girls! It got the girls!" Um, and then Jody. He also says that Reg is dead. Yeah, he says it got it got Sal, Sal and Susie. Oh, that was Sal a, and Susie. Sal and Susie yeah, are they dead. Sound and, like a and, of and, and 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 they, they got Reg, like they. I know I, Reg is dead. 
As we've discovered, ice cream truck drivers are never dead. Um, so, but Jody basically as drags, as we know from Killer Clowns from, from Outer from Space, Killer <laughs> <laughs> which you can watch this week at the Bonfire Club. Um, Jody drags him upstairs. Yeah, he, he goes. Locks I, him in the bedroom. Mike's absolutely freaking out. He's, he's like, angry. He's no, like, no, I can do help not you. leave me. I don't want to be alone. Don't leave me alone. Um, Jody locks the door. He like jams a screwdriver in there so he can't. So Mike can't get out at all. He just locks it. He just and locks it in the old school way. Mike has a bit of a cry. And and Jody speeds off in his muscle car. Well, not quite yet. He's going to go to the funeral he's home getting and ready. sort he's shit out. Up. He's gonna he's gonna fucking gun up. Yeah. And now, Michael, but as we know, <laughs> Michael's a bit Mike's of a, a little bit of a fixer. He's a MacGyver. He's a MacGyver. So he pulls out from his jacket pocket a single shotgun shell, which he still has from before, which yeah. makes sense. And yeah, he essentially pulls off like a thumbtack from his just his wall from his wall. And he's got his his trusty hammer with him, and he kind of like you so he, know, yeah he, he hammers he, he sticks the he pushes the tack into the guns uh, the shotguns igniter just a bit yeah and then sticky tapes the shotgun shell to a hammer uh huh so when he hits the hammer it's gonna the it's gonna the the thing is gonna the 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 pin is gonna Shoot the shotgun shell off. What that would do in real life is blow the hammer backwards out of your hand. Because yep. I don't know if you've ever shot a shotgun. I have. Yeah, they would. That would just blow. Like, yeah. It would. It wouldn't hurt you. It'll just fly backwards out of your hand. You might actually get hurt. Out of oh, that. you might get hurt. Like, yeah, you probably get powder might, burns and like. You might lose a finger. Maybe I don't know. Like yeah. I've not ever done that. But he basically he's got his like bullet hammer. He walks up to the door. Which is like, it's like a bloody, like, uh, kind of like a, a, a weapon you'd make in Dead Island or something. Yes. Or, or um, what's that other game that you make, the zombie one you make the shit out of uh, in the shopping The mall. one where you're a journalist? Yeah. What's that game called? Fuck, I don't. Oh, oh man, I played dead, all... Is it Dead Rising? Dead Rising. Dead yeah, Rising. it's like a Dead yeah, Rising yeah. hammer. Yeah, yeah. And then, so he basically, like, lines it up, hits the door, blows a hole in the door, doesn't blow off any of his fingers. He's able to then reach out, pull out the obstruction, and leave his bedroom. He blows his door open. MacGyver. Just, he runs downstairs just as he sees Jody speeding off to the funeral mm-hmm. home in his muscle car. Yep. So he goes running off. He runs down the stairs, opens the front door. No, no. Michael runs downstairs and grabs another handgun. And I'm like, how many guns do they have? I just wrote uh, in my- This is America. That means I don't have to answer stupid questions on my property. Yeah, it's my gun, my rights. <laughs> You're trying to get guns. <laughs> um, yeah, so instantly, like, Michael runs downstairs, grabs a fucking a handgun, shoves yep. it in his strides. Like, this is the kid. And he goes to open the door and go out. And, of course, who's standing in the doorway? Fucking tall man. Tall man's there. He grabs Michael and... Carries him. Ditches him. Like, into- he carries him by the scruff of his neck, essentially. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just like strong. leads him out and just dumps him in the car. Dumps him in the hearse. Yeah. Which is now fine. The hearse is back. Yes. Um, Christine style. Or just really out of continuity. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're driving back, like Mike's in the back. He's trying to kick in the window. He but, has absolutely no luck with that. But conveniently. But, uh, but first, Jody, Jody gets to the funeral home before oh, this yeah, happens. Oh, yeah, right. He gets in there. He runs in. This is the middle of the night as well. Yeah. The funeral home's just open. He goes, and then Jody goes in and finds his parents' mon- mon- mausoleum yeah. drawer. Because mm-hmm. this is a thing like, so it's a mausoleum drawer, but like it's got a full coffin drawer in it, like 
a mor- a like a, a morgue. Yeah, so basically it's a tomb. It's it's for people that but don't, don't want to be buried. Like you burn the ashes and you keep them in them. Like it's a little draw, a little thing. Like I think some of them are like that, but then other same. ones are like because I've never seen one bodies. of them in Adelaide in all the future. The- no, I'm sure they. Ex- I'm sure they're around Adelaide. I don't really spend a lot yeah. of time. Might not be a thing that's done now that much. No, I probably not. Spatial. He, anyhow, he finds his parents' drawer, mm-hmm. coffin drawer, which I didn't know. I still at this point thought it was his mate's one because I didn't realise that yep. their name was Pearson because it hasn't actually come up yet. No. That's and they've never said the names of their last names. Um, he, he finds his coffin. He says something to it. Like, something like... Yeah, so he pulls it out and he basically... Um, the coffin, not his dick. He pulls it out and he's um, he goes... He opens it up, but he can't... He's not looking into it. And he's like looking and he's just like, I can't, I can't do it. And he closes it. Why? So he just, he doesn't want to know. Well, no, 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 there's no reason at this point for him to do that. No. Like, was he assuming that they're not going to be there for some reason? Because yes. there's nothing well, mentioned at this point of what's When, go- when go- they had that very brief conversation, which we would have been distracted because they were having a lot of guns, um, they were talking about um, the the little people being people that have died. So, like... If they've so, done this to Tommy, have they done this to our parents? We need to go check. Yeah. So that so the 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 tall man's g- game plan at this point is to get bodies. That's why he's in mortuary, and then makes them into tiny jowers. Yep. And everyone's full of yellow because that's the embalming fluid. That's what I got out of it. It could be. And because so the tall man is also a dead person. He very well could or be. Or is it not embalming fluid? He is just something else. I think he's something Do else. Because the, the Jowers have the yellow blood as well. Yeah. Which are people. Yeah. Mini versions of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's there to see. So I didn't know. At this point, I didn't know whose coffin that was. So I yeah. was like, I still don't know who this. Yeah. So he just didn't have so it in him to look See in. if his parents had been made into Jowers. Yes. That's okay. exactly what he was doing. So while this is happening... Mike's trying to kick in the window. He's still in the, the back hearse. of the hearse. Can't it's not out. happening. It's bulletproof ghost glass. Well, he pulls out his gun and starts blasting. Um, smashes the window. Which I actually thought this next bit was really cool. From the inside of the hearse, he yeah. shoots the tire out through the floor of the car. Because he's, the wheel arch he's was... 13. But he works on cars. Because <laughs> the wheel arch is there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. Who would think to do that? Mm-hmm. But it, do you know what? In theory, it would work. Okay. Because those handguns would definitely go through just the body of a car. Yeah. And in theory, it could work. But Michael jumps. So this car's going at full pelt. Yeah. He shoots the tire out. He jumps out of the window. He's fine. Uh-huh. Out of, and then the hearse just hits a pole yes. and explodes. Yeah. Hits a stoby pole, completely explodes. But not super fast either. Like It's not like it's... It's just a you know, bang, yeah, like fireball, like it's made of Jiffy's firelighters, <laughs> like the whole car. <laughs> okay, so Mike. It's an American car. They used to explode in the seventies, and I accept that. Yeah, no, and you need a bit of action. Yeah, we've got an exploding car. That's pretty cool. That's exactly right. We assumed the 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 tall man was in the car. So yes, well, that's what we're assuming. Well, I was watching this with my dad. Yeah. And he's like, I bet he'll get out Terminator style. You know, like, <laughs> and, then, and I went, no, he won't, Dad. Dave wouldn't have the budget to do that. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no way they had a flame suit that no. big. and No, not that, nothing. That, that would have been their whole budget. That yeah. guy's huge. 
Um, so Mike is now basically walking up. Well, no, yeah, they, he he rolls out of the car. It explodes, gets up, looks, and he's at the fucking funeral home. How convenient. Yeah. Um, so this is really cool se- sequence as well because he, as he enters the house, um, we get like the the, sh- the the shot of the sphere, and then we get this really loud, sort of like oversaturated red and black s- sequence. It's like the, it's the sphere vision. Yes, it's sphere vision. Which so the the floating is really sphere. Cool. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, they've just used like red and black, so yeah. it sees like. In so anger, everything that we see, it from like the mo- the for mausoleum cu- it, for a couple of seconds is through this this sphere, and it looks amazing, and it's a really nice like it just takes you out of, it pulls you out of the monotony of the white and the black, and as well. Um, so this is it pulls you out the monotony of the whys and why did that happen, <laughs> and the acting. So while this is happening, um. So we know we now know that the sphere is on its way. It's, it's just making cruising its around. Way I think yeah. it just does patrols. I think it's so. It's like the guard. It's called a sentinel. Silver sentinel. So it's just yeah, yeah, cruising around. So Mike finds the coffin. Um, his, his parents' coffin. His parents' coffin. And now we realise that it is the parents' coffin because he apologises. He's like, "I'm I'm really sorry that we had yeah, to do this." This is the point dad. I worked out it was the parents' coffin because I yeah. went I went back and retro did my notes to like because yeah. I still thought it was. Tommy's coffin from yeah. the start. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Um, so he opens he opens up the coffin, and of course, it is empty, which makes him scream like a little girl. Like, yeah. and I was like, "Why? What? Like, this is what you thought was going to be the case, and now you found it is the case. Why are you surprised? Why are you screaming? Yeah, right. There's so much Stop other it. shit he didn't scream at. You know, the Silver Sentinel comes around the corner mm-hmm. towards Michael, towards Mikey. He's like. It's got these cool fucking sounds. It's oh, like, it does. It's yeah. It's, it's the good. best thing in this entire film, and yeah. it's the best. Probably the reason why this franchise went on. Mm. Like if that bit hadn't been in it, I don't yeah. think this film, this thing, it's not in it much. No, and it's I can really only not. assume and hope that it's, there's. I know that they're in the other ones, and mm. there's golden ones and different versions of them, and they've all got different names. So I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like this is a whole like uh, kind of horror. World where mm. they've created this law accidentally, I think. Yeah, and they only created the law because they didn't answer any fucking questions in this one. So then the other films have gone on and said, "Let's explain that. Let's explain that." Yes, and it just like retro, retro creatively created a wicked law yep. for a world. And I'm like, I'm sure they weren't meaning to do that. I'm no. sure it was just budgetary and stuff like that. And but it is set in a time when people just didn't give a shit probably but about the, that stuff. I mean, I guess they also made and this again, film not every... assuming that it was going to go on to have like six other sequels to it. Like... But also, if you explain too much in a film, it becomes boring. It becomes like, look, us as 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 film as fans film as dickheads. film dickheads. Um, you, there's no pleasing us because we'll complain that there's too many whys, where's, hows, and whatevers. And then we'll complain. It's like when the first Godzilla film came out, the American one. And we complain that there's there too was, many Godzillas in it. No, well, we complain. Well, we, I didn't care. That, but we complained that there was too much like interpersonal communication and sadness and people. We wanted more kaiju, more destroying. So then the second film they brought out was more kaiju, more destroying. Oh, we want more people. Yeah, you can have I mean we, we, you cannot please us. The people who have a voice in this world are the people that complain. Yeah. So they're the only things you hear about. So yeah. it's always gonna be people that like a film don't often you don't hear about them. No. You're just like, ah. 
No. Anyhow. Anyway. The Silver Sentinel comes around the corner towards Michael. <laughs> That's his noise. Um, <laughs> and out of, and like, you know, it's this shot of Michael standing there going, oh, no, I'm done for. Waiting for the dead in my death. And just as the Silver Sentinel gets there, Jody jumps into shot. Yeah. Like, actual jump into shot. Yeah. Like, as if he jumps in and with his shoddy, with his pump. Yeah. And <laughs> the Silver Sentinel explodes into a, into glitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. It's gone. And I'm like, oh, that's it? That's a pretty good shot. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty oh, yeah. Good shot. I mean, there's a shotgun, though. Yeah. That's got a wide girth of, like, you know, I've played video games. Yep. I've played something. Now, Reggie rocks up out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's Turns the best out part. he's not dead. No, first, Michael and Jody go to the special door. Yeah. You know, the door they keep, and, like, they stand out the front of it going, oh, look at this special door. And then Reggie... Basically, we get a front shot of, of Michael and Jody, and Reggie just jumps into shot and like with his arms around both of them. Hey guys, I'm back. I I hid in a coffin. And played dead. And played dead. That's all he says. Yeah. And I'm like, why were you hiding in a coffin? Why How did you get to the coffin? How yeah. Why did you walk from your car crash yep. to this place and hide in a coffin? <laughs> Or we're supposed to assume that he got taken by the Jowers and escaped and hid in a coffin because he didn't yep. say that. No. He just said, I hid in a coffin for ages. And I'm like. But he, he does also say that he found say, the girls, which he didn't know were missing. He just found them. He found the girls and he set them free. Yeah. He just so, mentions that. So the, the lesbian antiquers are okay, guys. Don't stress. Yeah. Which didn't matter to me. No. But now Reggie, in his ice cream gear as well. Yeah. Right. So we have an ice cream man, a child, and a David, and a fucking camp counselor now with a shotgun. Yeah. Everyone's got guns, I think. I don't know. Anyway, they open the door. Yep. And boom, boom, boom. It's a storeroom. It is. It's like this giant yellow room. That's white. It was yellow. No, it's all white. Nah. It's all white. Trust me, it's all white because I'm going to put it in my video game. Was I high? Like Maybe. It was yellow. It's all white. Okay, all okay, white. okay. That's fine. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm wrong now. Now you've got me second guessing. You continue. Well, that's right because up. like... Well, anyway, the colour of the room doesn't really yes, matter. Yes, it does. <laughs> because it, it's filled with containers, like these giant sort of like water containers. They're like black drums. Yeah, like black, black um, drums, black, uh, like uh, oil drums. I would say 44-gallon 40, black water drums. Yep. And they are basically stacked on top of each other and they line the entire room. No, only half the room. Um, it's white. It's white? It's definitely white. No fucking way. I just looked at it. God damn it. Because I, like, I really took it in because I, I, I went, that's a cool room and yeah. I can make that in my game real easy. Yeah. the walls are just white. And I actually had a white room in my game that I yeah. hadn't completed yet. And oh, I'm, man. Man, I must have been high last night. I don't so know. So your half of the room is just all these, like, to top floor to ceiling are these barrels. Yeah. Black barrels. Which is perfect for a video game as well because yeah. they can be exploding barrels. Oh, yeah. And then the room is white. And then there are just two chrome poles mm. coming up from the floor on the other half of the room that doesn't have any barrels on it. Um, and they're like, you know, they're like, wait, they're like hip height 
and they're about two foot apart. Yeah. Chrome, kind of the same kind of vibe chrome that we got from the Silver Sentinel ball. Yes. And they I might, also and seem I might, to be very similar to a tuning fork. No, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> Not one bit. Are you sure? Yes. Um, so they walk into the room. They have a look around. Um, they actually take a peek. I, I even wrote my note that it was a white room. Did you write yellow? I wrote yellow. You must have been looking through some fucking... Did you have your yellow glasses on? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got the my whore glasses, um, which are light reflective, so they change colours oh, maybe to, it was, to make but... it less stressful for my eyes. Yeah, right. Maybe it was that. Maybe it, maybe it toned down the whites because it like it, yeah maybe when this is over I'm gonna I've got the movie on my laptop right now I'm gonna turn it on I just on. looked up pictures of I'm it I'm gonna I'm gonna I will check it's fine Do, it doesn't you might matter. have the yellow version <laughs> I have the collector's edition where the room is yellow and that's the only change that they did that um, <laughs> anyhow they uh they uh, Michael walks up to these fucking poles mm-hmm. and he, for some reason he reaches out as if. There's something suspicious about these two poles, <laughs> which you wouldn't. They just look like poles. They look like, you know, you put it there to, like, mount something on or, yeah. yeah. And as he puts his hand through it, his hand disappears. Oh, my God, it's a doorway. Oh. You know, like some kind of coup doorway. You know, his hand disappears. Anyway, he, um, he uh, somehow gets, he gets pulled in or sucked in. Yeah, he falls. He falls. In, he idiotly just goes in there. Yeah. And like Michael and I'm um, not Michael, uh, Jody and Reggie are in the room as well. We've got they're everyone's yep. in the room. They're they're looking at the barrels. Yep. Um, actually no, they look in the barrels first. Yes. And inside the barrels are the little men. Yeah, the little people. So they establish that all of the, the they jowers. Don't, they, yeah, they, they don't establish what's happening. Yeah, they, they just say the, yeah the jowers are in these barrels. Yep. So they're there's barrel jowers are in the barrels. Yeah. They're making people into jowers, put them into barrels. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Michael falls into this fucking world. We get a shot of the inside. He go, he travels through time and space, like, and he ends up in this like red world, like Mars, yeah, kind of thing vibe. We see in the distance, we see a whole bunch of the Jawas carrying barrels mm-hmm. along a fucking um, just along a path. That's it. It's like pretty barren. Anyhow, jo- uh, Jody's arm comes into the world and pulls him back out. I don't know how they did that. Even my dad who's blind, said, how did they get him out? Yeah, they just pulled he, him he out. Because he flew like a thousand Ks. He went through space and time like a fucking, like a, a fucking, yeah. what's that thing called in, in Thor? The, the, the uh, uh, oh my God, you know. The rainbow thing. Yeah, but it, 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 the, the pre-frost. Yeah. It, yeah. But anyhow, they reach in and they pull him out. And Michael falls back onto the ground and then just relay, outlays the entire story did you notice that? Uh, goes, yeah, but how the fuck? When did you get the story? When did you figure I mean. out what is he, happening? He's like, oh, my God. Everyone is small because the gravity in that other world is heavier than our thing. And that's a doorway to their planet. I'm like, what? Planet? All you saw was the little men carrying barrels. Yeah. What you should have said is like, why are the men carrying the barrels? Why didn't they just walk into there? Why, why do you put them in barrels? Yeah. And then the men, the little men are carrying the barrels. Yeah. Why didn't you just make the little men and get them to walk through the door? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. They're all slaves as well, he's, he, he says. He's like, they're all slaves. And how to, the fuck did he know that? To a world that See, we don't See, all this know. shit that's been happening in the film could have been building yeah. to that. So when he saw it, 
it was obvious what was happening. But I think it would, they were trying to do that. But all the stuff I got was not that. I didn't know that they were small versions of people. Yep. I didn't know that they would be like, like, how would he know how the, how heavy the gravity is? He was in a fucking wormhole. I mean, shit. look, if he'd have hit this 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 planet, this dimension with with a gravity like that, wouldn't have he, he have been crushed? Yeah, well, they're so. crushed out. And I'm like, and then I'm like, why would you make someone small? Yeah. If the gravity's going to crush them down, because they ha- those ones that they're made small because they're in the barrels, they haven't gone through. Yeah, and I was like, my God, that makes no sense. I love this film. It's a lot of questions. Suddenly. A lot of questions. The lights go out. Yeah. Yeah, we get that nice whir down and then, you know. But then they just It's funny because now now we're in pitch black darkness and and they're like, "Uh, Jody, you here? Mike, where are you? I read they talk in the dark for ages. Yeah. Like we get it, we we get it. They just have whole scenes where they're chatting and there's nothing on the screen. And I'm like, did you guys just? You could have you could put it whatever you wanted in there. You could have outlaid some good story or something like that. But they're just like, no, no, nothing. And they're like, guys, guys, what's going on? And then suddenly, the next scene, Jody is just outside. Yes. So the lights were start to go up again. Mike and Jody are missing, and Reggie's still in this room. Reggie's still in the room. Jody's outside, for, so we were led to believe that the lights transport you somewhere. Quite possibly, but like I said, there's just all these things that don't yeah. make sense. So Jody I- walks up to the two metal poles. No, 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 Reggie. Sorry, Reggie. Yep, yeah, he walks. No, no. First, first we see Jody. Walking around outside, just going, guys, guys, guys. And we see in the background the evil woman, which is the tall man. Yeah. Outside with him. And we see her in the background. Jody hasn't noticed her yet. Yeah. Then, yeah, then we, so, we yeah. cut back to Reggie back in the room. Reggie, he's looking at these two poles and he's kind of looking at them like, in the same mm. sense of his fucking No, he could, have just, he could have just walked out the room. He could have, but he didn't. And he's like, I've just seen this door goes to another dimension. It's a doorway. Yeah. You know what? I remembered that. It, it shows the scene of him getting his tuning fork yeah. out. And he goes, hmm. And what happens then? And he just, he basically walks up and he puts his both hands on, top on of the either pole. side. On top of the pole. And he, it, it just blasts him back. And I'm he like, just blasts him back into the barrels. And then the portals just start sucking everything in. So the, so all these barrels start like flying. So, heavy barrels. So full how of can we do this? So the tuning fork, you hit it and it resonates sound. Yeah. Right. He touches these poles and it sucks stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense. No. And it also out. doesn't suck him in. He is able to claw his way out of the room. Yeah. So it starts sucking. I, I, we, we're led to believe that it's going to. Amp up its sucking as it goes on. It's going to end with the hardest suck. <laughs> Anyhow, it starts sucking in the barrels, you know, into the into the room. Reggie crawls out, um, and now now the big the big suck weather has now it's it's now outside yeah, as well. We've got so the big pumpkin head weather. Pumpkin and heads. They're weather. all in different locations. So Mike's outside. Mike's outside now as He's well. He's calling out for everyone. So why didn't Reggie get dunked out? Was I it because don't. he had the tuning fork in his pocket? Maybe. 
Which um, he didn't. But that's fine because Reggie comes out of the house in the big weather. He's also calling out for blah and blah. And so then now everyone is just outside in different spots. The blonde woman um, is on the ground. She's just laying there. She, yeah, so playing she was, possum. So, so a second ago, she was behind Jody stalking him. Now she's yeah. just on the ground. Yeah. Dead. Ish. So Reggie goes up to her. And the sucking continues. And the sucking. We see like. Oh boy, does it suck. We see stuff getting sucked in. Yeah. And like, and it's oh, it's windy outside now. Everything's blending. Everyone's like, what's going on? Why is it so windy? Yep. So Reggie bends down to check on this. Reggie doesn't know she's an evil Dead lady. woman. And she just gets up and stabs him. Yeah. She sits up and stabs him in the guts. Um, and he just falls over dead yeah so mike and jody find each other and they're like we gotta find reggie and then they kind of just turn and they're like oh he's over there that's fine there he is laying down and Um, then wait wait yeah then they then they see the evil lady yeah and she turns into the tall man yeah right yeah The, the tall man is standing over reggie's body Pulling out the knife from his gut and then watching him die. I'm watching him die. And Michael, Michael and Jody are like, fuck this shit. Yep. They're and like, they, leave him. He's a goner. They, he's gone. He's dead. We don't do the... We were lucky to have those extra moments with him because we thought he was dead anyway anyway, so we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And then the house just disappears. Yeah. In the very, like, in the fucking poltergeist style. Yeah. So they, like... Bail. But not as good as that poltergeist, no, obviously. certainly not as good. But, no. like, yeah, the, the house just goes, it kind of, like, flashes and goes, as if it's been sucked into a parallel yeah. dimension. So, basically, Reggie fucked up the 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 portal and yeah. it sucked itself in. Right? Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Okay, I can live with that. I, can live I don't know that. how Reggie came to that conclusion, but, yeah. So, the house now just disappears. It's quite quick. So they roll up at home, Mike and Jody, and they start talking about, hey, do you remember this mine shaft? Oh, my God. I, I, this is the greatest. They're like, we're home. <sighs> Reggie's dead. The house is gone. They, they, saw the, they must have seen that. They, they saw the house disappear. Yeah. And they're like, glad we made it out of there. Do you remember that mine shaft? <laughs> it's it's like, like so deep. Yeah. If someone fell down there, they'd never be able to get out. Uh-huh. Let's tall, push that tall man into it. Yep. And I just wrote in my notes, really? <laughs> like, he's gone. Like, yeah. it, 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 you would have thought he got sucked into the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And like, wait up. What are you talking about a mine shaft? Yeah. Why would you think this man that you saw burn to death in a car, uh-huh. have his fingers chopped off and then he has them back, uh-huh. you do all this other shit. It's going to care that he falls down a hole. Yeah, but it's like 1,000 feet deep, right? No one can get out of that. <laughs> and, then, so, and then this was like, this is the well, most. Well, yeah, okay, was, so they devise this, a plan. These two next scenes, the, the rest of this film is so ham-fistedly shit yeah. that so I loved it. They devise a plan, a cunning plan, in which they split up. Yeah. Because that's what you do. So, my, uh, my, so they get more ammo. Um, he's, yeah, so he's like. Okay, Mike, you get more ammo. I'm going to go drive up to this mine shaft and start taking down all the warning signs. Yeah, and no, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. He, so he's going to, yeah, that. So he's like, Michael, go home to the place where the tall man rocked up before. Uh huh. 
when I wasn't there. He's not going to do it a second time. He's, He's already been there once. Been there it's not going to happen again. Well, he wouldn't like... expect you to go home, <laughs> would he now? Um, so we'll split up because that's the safest thing to do. And then I'm going to go up and take down the warning signs, like maybe like, warning, don't go near the mine. Yeah. Like maybe you could like just anyone's gonna give a shit. Taking them down but, on your way, so you and, and, and your thirteen year old brother. But I whatever. think it's also the same about like and like set it up. So it's gonna set up a trap. Yeah. And I'm like, mine. This thing wasn't a mine, by the way. When no. we get there, but no. And I'm like, cool. So your plan is to make a pit. Yeah. Yep. They're going to push the man into a it, hole. I fell in the pit. They're going to push the interdimensional magic man into a hole uh-huh. and that'll stop him. And yes. I, yeah, so, so they, they, they make this plan they're not even at home. Now they now Michael drops. Yeah. Uh, uh, now uh, so Jody drops at Michael at home. It's very dark house rather than turning anything on. So Mike goes around and he starts checking the locks, locks on the window, checking the curtain, closing the curtain. And then, of course, he gets to, like, the last curtain, he pulls it open to check the lock, and lo and behold, tall man, fucking tall man, tall man's right there. there. He's already there. He, because, <laughs> yeah. so he punches the glass. Mike runs. He is now sneaking. Mike just runs straight out into the street. Well, he doesn't because he like, um, he's sneaking through his house. Then the tall man bursts through the door because he's like, boy. You play a good game, boy, but the game is over now. Now you die. No, but no, he tall man bursts through the door. He gets a shot. It's a, there's some really nice shots in this oh, film, yeah, like no interspliced into some terrible shots. Mm-hmm. But this shot of him standing in the doorway, like kind of a like angled down shot, yeah. looking up at him, and he's like, "You play a good game." But then from that shot of him facing off against Michael. Cuts instantly to Michael running down the street. Yeah. Michael's outside. But then the guy's voiceover continues while Michael's running the street going, Boy, you play a good game, but now it's your time to die. Well, that's voiceover. But it's like, when were we playing a game? What was happening? Why is this happening? You've lost your house, mate. And all your fucking... Are you, a, are you an A? It reminds me heaps of like the storyline of Bad Taste. Yeah. Like with the big house. Yep. And like the guy, the old guys. Like the, yeah. Most definitely. So... Yeah, you know, the tall man just follows Michael down the street and runs after him. Yeah. So we he ends up like... He's Terminator style. Very much so. Like so he t- starts like running. 1000 style, yeah. Um, Mike steps in mud and he starts to get dragged down. And while he's sort of running and squirming and getting out of so these Michael's running, obstacles. Michael's running to the mine shaft. Yeah. But, yeah, Michael steps in some mud and yep. for some reason fucking corpse hands come out of the mud and start to try and stop him. Yeah. Because the magic of the tall man? Yeah. Well, I'm sure if the, ma- the tall man can muster up hands out of the dirt, I'm sure a hole's not going to be a problem for him. Yeah, no, it Anyhow. should be fine. So he gets himself out of that. We get a shot of the tall man still walking towards then- him. He pulls out his knife and he sees, he's got his knife out and he sees the this blonde is, woman. This is Michael. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. Bo- yeah, so now the, the blonde woman's there, but she's the tall man. Yeah, so she's just standing there watching him and he, in his, like, he's just like, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. So like, is she not the fear, tall man? She is this, like, the tall man sees through her. Yeah, I think. Yeah, probably. Is that what we were supposed to get yeah. the whole time? Is that why it was She's flashing? She's like a conduit or something for him. 
I don't and know. And they've got a really strange looking woman. She kind of looks. She, she, she's got, she's got 70s weird, in the face. Weird big mouth features like yeah, the tall man has. she's probably Australian. Yeah. Um, she looks Australian. Inbred. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he, Mike, he's basically like, he's, he's staring her down and he's like, no fear, don't fear, don't fear. And he basically just walks right past her. She looks at him, watches him walk past and he keeps going. Yeah. So he so- didn't fear and she didn't attack. So, but none of the other people that she killed were fear of her either. She was sexing them and then well, stabbed yeah, them. Well, yeah, they were sexing. Like, and like, Reggie wasn't in fear of her. No. He was trying to help her. Yeah. That doesn't work. No. Yeah. Anyway, Michael, uh, Tom Man just runs after Michael now. Now it's just a fucking old dude chasing a kid through a forest like a pedo. <laughs> like yeah. it seriously is. Just through some yeah. dirt. Michael runs. He jumps. He just runs as this is path. This is a dirt path. And he yeah. kind of just runs and just does a little jump. And then the tall man runs and falls down a hole. Yeah. So and so that was the mine shaft. Yeah. And it was covered up. And he jumped it because he knew where it was. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? It does not. Like, no, so tall man, he falls down this hole, and but he grabs the edge of it. So he's like, you know, he's teetering on the edge. And he's like... Yeah, so he's got he's got Mike's leg, you know. He's like, I'll, I'll if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me, and the boy. Man screams at him, kind of thing. Yep, there's some screaming. But then an avalanche. Uh, the tall man screams like this, like unearthly god scream. Yeah, and these rocks fall down, which which I assumed was uh, his scream, like an avalanche, caused an avalanche. Yeah. Anyhow, the rocks fall down. These are giant fucking foam rocks, and it smashes down into the. Tall man, and it's so big, another one comes in and it blocks the hole. It's a perfect, like, feel like, thunk, to yeah. trap him in there. Yeah. There's no one will ever clear that out. No. And the, and I'm like, okay, so is that supposed to be the edge? Like, Michael gets up, walks over to the hole with the big rock, looks at it, looks up and sees Jody from where the holes, the rocks came down, like, going, yeah, as if he'd pushed the rocks off. Yeah. So it wasn't the tall man. Like no. Jody had pushed his, that was his plan was yeah. to push the rocks off onto the tall man. I'm like, these rocks would have weighed like 12 tons each. They were like taller than a human. Yeah. They're huge. But Michael, I mean, Jody, I mean, he can, he can do anything. He can play guitar. That's it. Exactly. So we then cut to. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. This is the best thing ever. So we. Right, Mike... So that, that's the end of that scene. Like it's just the end of like. Jody at the top of this mountain going, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Then cut to this. Cut to Mike wakes up in his bed. <laughs> he he then sits. With, like this is just like, you don't know when this is. No. Seems like it. It just, could be a couple of days. It could be, you know. So he sits down with Reggie. In who, front of a sexy fireplace. Who is dead, mind you. And yeah. He's sitting there saying, I look, I just know that these rocks won't hold. They're not gonna hold. Like and Reggie's like, Look, Jody died in a car wreck. And I'm like, What the fuck did I miss? Yeah. What is happening? Look, you're just upset. You're upset. Basically you're manifesting this whole thing because of the your funeral brother you has went, died. Yeah, because of the funeral you went to a couple of days ago. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Whoa, and I was like, Hold the phone. Yeah. Are you Super Mario Brothers tooing me? <laughs> it was all a fucking dream. And he's just, it's his delusion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
You're all right. I'll, I'll, I'll I look, keep, I, keep going. I, I, I would go with this. this. I would go to trauma. You know, that's nice. Because so, Reggie's there, so, like, that proves yeah. that, like, it didn't happen. Yeah. So, so he's just gone through, like, a fucking trauma experience and he's made this story up that happened in his mind. I'm like, yeah. okay, number one, that takes so much away from the film, as uh-huh. in makes it so moot. But we'll go. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll go with it. Um, Reggie... Like he assures Mike that he is he's not going to be alone. That Reggie's going to take care of him. He's he's leaning. Yeah, I'm going to look after you. I'm not going to replace Jody, but I'm going to be a damn good father. At this point as well, like this is happening in front of a sexy fire. I know. And I'm like, stranger danger, stranger danger. Who knows what? Re- and Reggie's an ice cream man as well. And he's like, you know what? Let's hit the road for a couple of days, just you and me. Ooh. Go pack a bag. We'll, we'll we'll go anywhere. I'll take you somewhere. Yeah, but it also. Yeah, Reg, and he goes, it was all a nightmare. Yeah. It was all just a bad dream. So Mike we'll go, goes the, the First, but then we cut to a shot in the daytime, which we assume is the past, and Michael is at the graveyard looking at Jody at Jody's uh, graves. Yeah. So Jody is dead. Yeah. And, it was and about- he died in a car crash from the muscle car, we assume. Yeah, so he's also not in the mausoleum with his parents. He's in this other place, which means that none of this other stuff had happened. Yeah. So. so and so Reg is going to end up looking after Michael. So right, right, Michael's like, yeah, you know what? Where are we going to go? He goes, wherever we end up. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Tell no one where we go. Yes. With Reg. So, but then, so Mike goes upstairs to pack a bag and Reg just pulls out his guitar and just starts like. Noodling away. Noodling away. Noodling. Um, yeah. Yeah, so in in up in his room, Mike looks at a picture of his brother. Uh, He's walking around. His bag's already pre-packed. It's always a continuity error that pisses me off is when their bag's already pre-packed. <laughs> and then he closes the, 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 closet, uh, the door, closet door, which, which has a, is with, mirrored. Which has a full-body mirror on it, yep. And then, of course, who is standing there? But in the, the reflection. Fucking tall man. The tall man. And He's like, so, boy. Boy. And so... Uh, Mike, Mike turns around in fear and then a whole bunch of arms smash out of the mirror, the mm-hmm. full body mirror, and drag Michael in. Yeah. End. Done. It was like a Freddy grab. Wait end. up. So it did happen. So that makes no sense. Uh-huh. At all. Uh-huh. So that, that bit at the end, which I leave it on. So the only way he could have like gotten out if he'd gone downstairs after he'd packed his bags and Reggie was dead on the ground. Yeah. As in this was the dream. Yeah. No. Is this was that bit just a dream? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe the bit where he's in bed and he woke up. That was just all a dream from that moment. Maybe we're under the impression that Mike died in the car crash with his parents and the tall man is trying to like steal his soul and he hadn't he like he's like in that limbo phase and he's trying to get him or something or maybe yeah maybe they all died in the car crash Mm. and yeah mike the tall man is deaf just coming to collect yeah i didn't I, i don't think that's it no not at all no um that was stupid. That, like, that made no sense. And no. I was like, it's like they went with something. And I'm like, okay, cool. I understand. That's kind of a cool idea, but like kind of moots the whole film that it doesn't happen. But then when they said it did happen, it doesn't make sense because Reggie's fucking dead. Yes. So that can't be happening. Reggie died like twice. Yeah, I, he died. 
And if it did happen and Reggie didn't die, he would remember that shit happening. Yep. And also, yeah, it yeah. just uh, it just doesn't make sense. No. Okay. So we'll hundred percent doesn't make sense. Heading uh, you... into final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um. I well, I, I said one of my final thoughts. It seemed like they just found a location and they built a whole film around it. Yeah, quite possibly. Um. The I wrote the shots were really inconsistent. Yeah. Like, this is a very beautiful film. It is very beautifully shot. It's got that very sort of 70s vibe to it where it's all big but very empty. There, there is colour when they do use it. But for me, like, I mean, look, I I forget how funny this film is. Um, I love the soundtrack. Everything about this film is bad. Like, I, when I watch a film... No, not everything. The Silver Sands films are no, fucking no, that's sick. That's cool. The, to- the, the Tall Man's, man's cool. amazing. The acting's awful. Oh, the acting the fucking, is. The but, story makes it's like it's like sticky tape together. Like yes. it's like they've ripped the story up and just put it together, and yeah. then like goes oh, and then we, as we go on, we'll try and explain those last scenes. No, but or or just you know what, forget them. Yeah. So for me, is like I like to when I watch films, I try not to ask questions because it takes you out of the film. Just watch it, just enjoy it. But you can't not. when too many questions yeah. start popping up, it starts to pull you out of the film and then you just start questioning everything. Like it might have been an editing error. It might have been a, uh, you know, too many too many cooks spoil the broth kind of thing. Could where very well Too be. many ideas that they were trying to implement but never like got through and they didn't have the budget or the money to follow through with all of them. All. Yeah. But what, it did, do, what it did do was create a whole bunch of cool things that sequels can play on. Yes. Oh, oh, the fact definitely. that they're like aliens, I assume, because there's another planet. Like they de- they definitely or... mentioned another planet. So aliens are coming to our race, stealing our dead people, making them into slaves to make more slaves. They have a floating around sphere. There wasn't really a point to the, the, there the was baddies. No... Yeah. It... Yeah. So we don't get a lot of answers to questions that really shouldn't have been asked. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, there are four more films in this franchise. I'm, I'm wondering if... The last were... one being 2016. Has it got that guy in it? He, must be, he wouldn't be alive now still, would he? he? He looks like he's in it. Oh, my God. How old is that? Is that just an old-looking young person, you reckon? Because he's so big. He's got that gigantism. Yeah, Red Reggie... No, uh, it's Reggie. Ang- Angus Scrim is the tall man. Um, born died. He died in 2016. So yeah, he was in this last film. It would probably would have been a very small role, very similar to um, Carol Ann in Poltergeist Three, I reckon. Yeah, I, I really, um, I really like would know like to know more about the Silver Sentinels. I thought they were really interesting hmm. and like because there was no reason or rhyme to them. There was no reason it was there. No, because like, they had a henchman. No, we've, like it never came was... up what they were or what they did or why they did anything. Yeah. Um, why they were in it. I wrote, it's a cool idea, executed poorly. Yeah. I mean, look, I am, I've not, like, I've watched this film before. I watched it a couple of years back uh, before that when I was a kid. Um, but I haven't watched any of the others, so I'm kind of curious. I, I, I'm, I am curious because it might be a cool following where you're just like, oh, cool, like this is a good one. Like, yeah. Like some cool ideas. And they'll try and explain shit, I reckon. Yeah, like, well, that and that's that's the, the thing about this is like I, I want answers so then I'll go on to watch them and, you know, after 
I'm not going to say how bad this film was because it was still very enjoyable. Oh, um, it was bad. Oh, it yeah, it's fucking, it's terrible. I gave but it, but it's enjoyable. I gave it because of its rating. I mean, not its rating because of how much money it made. I gave mm. it a G, which we don't give it often. It's good for its time, but it's not held up because yeah, like, okay. it was super popular in its time. Yeah. But now, like you look at it and you're like, this is rubbish. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Okay, I rated it as F. It is definitely a fun and dumb trash pile. Yeah, that's true as well. It, like it is once you, if you go into this film, do not ask questions. Do not just or you just revel in the fact that they don't answer any yes. of them. Like, love that fact. Embrace that it. Embrace it, like like in Evil Dead when yeah. like Scotty's clearly dead and Ash is just hitting him, going Scotty, <laughs> like making it so much worse. That's funny. It's yeah. bad. It's stupid acting, but like exactly. Well, even then, like so the other day, like uh, the Meg Two trailer dropped, and I don't know if you've watched it yet. I have. Um, I don't usually watch it, but I was like, I don't care about this film. I'm very excited, but Liz hadn't watched it, so I stuck it on. It Ten seconds into this trailer, she asks a question, and I pause, and I'm just like, if you are going to ask questions in a film like this, you, you're just not going to have any fun. Jason Statham punches a prehistoric shark. <laughs> um, yeah, like, why ask questions? Don't like ask questions. Asking questions in a Fast and Furious film. Don't ask questions. Just yeah. don't. Yeah, we've been going for fucking over two hours now. Holy shit. <laughs> as long as the uh, the Hellraiser. This is longer than the movie. All uh, right. So uh, my next film, my next film choice. Um, Phantasm 2. It's not Phantasm 2. Uh, we're going to watch Frankenhooker. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, you're in for a treat. Uh, so Frankenhooker, 1980-something. Frank. Yeah, it's not even on your list. Hooker. Oh, I've got like a list in my mind and All right, we better sign off quick. Anyway, just, yep. just thank everyone. Yep. So y'all, we love you. Nether Noose, Adam Gillespie, Melinda Nenkville, Emma Duran, Kevin Patterson, Palace Nova Cinema, Underground Records, Patrick Roberts, Dion Cracknell, William Chapel, Karen Knight, Sarah Jane, Tsunami Heja, Maddie Roberts, Sam Beard, King Kaiju Collectibles, Dave Kudrov, Adam Kister, and of course our mums. You've been listening to Terror Vision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major services. And also, if you've ordered a jumper off of us, come oh, and get it. Because like so, so many people ordered jumpers off of us, crew necks, Terror Vision yep. ones, and no one's uh well hardly anybody's come to pick them up or like yes. so if we try and contact you, please answer us back. Because yep. we've got a whole bunch of jumpers waiting for people there. On the other hand, if you need a jumper, we've got a whole bunch of spare ones. Yeah, well, look, come and get your jumper before I sell it at the Bonfire Horror Club on Friday. Yes, we'll have it there. Anyway. And have a good one, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.